Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. All right, what is up, Gypsy Gang? Thank you for being with us. Uh, Once again, we've got a really cool episode of the podcast coming up for you today. Uh, before we do that, as always, we're going to get into the sponsors that help keep the lights on in this uh, fandangle new studio that we've built ourselves. Uh, first, a big shout out to the guys at Nobby Underwear. Uh, you can join the Nobby Nation at nobbyunderwear.com.au. So you can go there, you can check it out. But basically, if you're new to the podcast and you haven't heard me talk about these guys before uh it's australia's best subscription underwear service twenty dollars a month gets you a fresh pair of what i like to call deadly duds uh in your mailbox every single month without fail you don't know what the designs are they're new every week they collaborate with some of the dopest artists uh in australia and it's just a little present that rocks up at your door every single month makes you feel warm and fuzzy Uh, and then it's got all the advantages of having the best underwear in Australia as well. Uh, there's a ton of really cool features they've got, like the antibacterial antibacterial material uh, that they use, as well as a ton of other cool features. Uh, for me, I'm just looking for a pair of undies that don't ride up and, and feel uncomfortable. Uh, the material is so good for that. Um, whether it's surfing, whether it's jiu-jitsu, whether it's motocross, whether it's mountain biking, or sitting in the podcast studio for three hours, um yeah they're really really good all-rounders uh next i would like to give a shout out to the guys at boost mobile uh boost mobile is an award-winning prepaid uh, mobile service provider they run on the full 4g telstra network and they are pretty gangster uh we actually upload a bunch of these podcasts when we're on the road uh, solely using our data from our phone uh, Mick, our producer, he actually lives in uh, actually nowhere and gets like no internet at his house, basically. Um, so he will drive into town and then sit at a cafe and use his Boost Mobile to actually upload these shows. Um, we are going to be at the Boost Mobile Pro. Uh, Boost Mobile are jumping on as a title sponsor for the women's event at Snap Rocks next week. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that and there will be a bunch of cool content coming out uh, with Boost athletes like Caroline Buchanan and Sally Fitzgibbons uh, and I'm really excited for that. We need some more girls on this podcast. I just don't seem to know that many. Um, but yeah, super excited 
and it speaks to the kind of company that Boost is that they get on board events like that. Uh, they just had like a really cool wildcard competition which Sally Fitz drew yesterday. Um, so yeah, just overall stoked to be involved with such a great group of people um, behind the scenes there at Boost Mobile. My guest today uh, is the all-time great uh, Jack Freestone. He is a professional surfer uh, making his return on the World Championship Tour this week coming, uh, kicking off at Snapper Rocks. Um, I didn't know Jack before this podcast. Uh, We've exchanged a couple of messages um, to just basically organize a time and a place. We ended up meeting him at Durambar this morning for a surf, which was the first time I'd actually got to meet him. And I drove away from that, uh, from the car park at D-Bar going, God damn, he is a super, super nice dude. Um, And the thing is with these three-hour podcasts is you just can't fake it for three hours if you're a dick. Uh, And Jack is a testament to that. Um, Just one of the coolest, nicest, most genuine, humble dudes um, I've ever met. And I really enjoyed talking to him on this podcast. Um, if you're new uh, to this, it's not like an interview style thing. Like I don't really have questions. I don't exactly know a lot about the ins and outs of Jack's career or even the ins and outs of surfing in general. Uh, I'm a fan of surfing. I surf myself when I can. Um, but yeah, that's it. So it's not really like a generic interview style. Uh, what what really happens in the gypsy tales podcast is and especially in this case um you know two strangers sat down and and put headphones on and talk for three hours Uh, and this is the result of that um so if you're new here don't expect a play-by-play bio deal of jack's career and all the sort of um stuff maybe you would expect out of an interview like that um that's not what this is this is just uh two dudes and what three dudes mick our producer in a room having a chat um, about anything and everything. And we did cover some super random topics, um, stuff with surfing, being a dad, the challenges that comes with that. Um, so yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I can't, uh, can't speak highly enough of Jack as a human. Um, so that's enough of me doing this intro. We'll get into the podcast with the man himself, Jack Freestone. Do you ever get um over listening to your own voice i don't listen to them really no you don't listen to your own podcast no fuck no <laughs> that's like the grossest shit ever I really you don't you don't want to like i don't know figure things out nah no nah? it's one of those things um, do you learn on the spot it's like it's so much content that you could be so hyper critical of yourself yeah so i reckon it just it fucks your head yeah i get you so it's like I don't know. It, I don't know if it'd be the same with like if you're surfing. Like if you just watch yourself so many times, oh, it's yeah. like would you change? No, you're totally everything right. about. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Could you, would you like? Would it start to take away from what you're actually doing? That makes a lot of sense because yeah, every time I watch myself surfing, I'm like, I get way overcritical. Mm. And when I don't, it's like you just forget about it. Yeah, and I think it could. I mean, especially this, and like I say, fucking dumb shit all the time. Like, <laughs> I leave here, I leave here, and I go upstairs, and then I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? Like, you're such a loser. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, and yeah, you get, I get you. You get crucified in, in like YouTube comments and stuff too. But it's yeah. just like, fuck. You just have to. You have do to, you do you read the comments? Is that another thing? Nah, I've try, I really try not to. Yeah. Like, really try not to. Yeah. Because otherwise, again, it just cooks you. Oh, like. Fuck. And like, I've never left a YouTube comment in my life. Yeah. 
So you're getting all these people that it's like who if you're leaving YouTube comments, yeah, you, are you as normal as me? Like, yeah. So it's like if I had a mate that was like, dude, you said this and it's fucked up, or you're stupid or whatever, yeah. and it's like someone I'm like, well, I know that guy's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, I get you. You get someone on on YouTube or Instagram. It's like it I don't know you. if you're a good dude. Like yeah, you could be yeah, a yeah. fucking you just moron. be a keyboard warrior. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and like then I've had times where people will be like they'll say something shitty yeah. and then I'll reply to them and then they're like, oh, no, nah, man, like, well, and then they want to yeah, be your friend. Yeah, start backing off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like, it's just a way to get attention. Yeah, I get you. So it's a weird little world, bro. It is, man, huh? Yeah. As soon as you start putting shit out there. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd get it too. I did a lot for a long time when I first started dating Alana. But oh, you bring this stopped. closer? Yeah. Um, yeah, we might, I guess we're rolling. Like what you were saying too about not watching it. You yeah. Know, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, people tell you, yeah. 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 Yeah, you don't need to even see your own mistakes. Yeah, everything's... We're pretty much started, I reckon. Don't worry about putting your phone on. No, I'm always just like, where is the place where it'll make the least amount of noise if it vibrates? And if it's yeah. on the desk, yeah. My shit's not going to work anyway. <laughs> All right, Jack Freestone, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you. Pretty excited you're here. I, um, I've been a bit of a low-key fan for a long time, I think. You first popped on my radar when you won the uh, Worlds as a junior. Wow, that's a long time ago. That was right around the time I first started surfing. So yeah. I was like, yeah, sort of all over the edits. Ah, uh, thank you, know, you like man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But yeah, so you come come like, I guess, a long way from then. Like, yeah. Like you said, that was a long time ago, right? Uh, yeah, well, there was like two world titles. So like separated by a year. Yeah, okay. So... I won the first one, I think, in 2010. And then I think I got third or fourth the year after mm. and then won the year after that again. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Even that was in 2012. So even that feels like a long time ago. Dude, all right. Wow, that is a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, that puts that into perspective. Yeah, that's strange. Now that makes me feel real old. Because you know, like, you're a young dude. Yeah. But time goes by. Yeah, well, Quick. it doesn't stop for anyone, right? No. <laughs> and especially now, like, having a kid and yeah. stuff like that. like That makes me feel really freaking old. Dude, how, like, how different are you to the version of yourself that won that world title in 2012? Like, Fuck. kid, like, full relationship, yeah. deal, you know? White picket fence, everything. Are you, like, full Desperate Housewives, like, that yeah. lifestyle right basically, now? yeah. I just love to drink and create drama at the house. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like cheese boards all day. Yeah, that's it. No, uh, no, I don't feel different. Yeah. I still feel like I'm 18. I feel like I'm freaking 15. So nothing's really changed, I guess. Yeah, you just kind of, you just grow up. Mm. You stop being Peter Pan for a second and all of a sudden you just grow up. It's, um, you leave I think- Neverland. I think age is a weird thing though like we've spoken about it a couple of times on here where like say um my parents yeah like kids at 20 well, i mean you had kids in your 20 so it's yeah. i guess a little bit different but in terms of the lifestyle like i'm 30 yeah no kids yeah still just a fucking grommet <laughs> like we'll leave town every chance i get yeah and but it's like when my parents were 30 it was like 50 hour work weeks yeah. struggling to keep a roof over kids yeah. and but it just seems like nowadays age has shifted and even with like uh the jujitsu stuff like yeah i started at 29 yeah so it's like i'll be getting a black belt at 40 probably <laughs> you know so yeah. it's like it's weird to think about yeah. that though because 
when my dad was 40, he had like a beer belly and was yeah. like mechanicking on our dirt bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's so different yeah. nowadays. And I, I don't know why that is though. I don't know, man. Like uh, age is just a number. It all depends on how you feel. Like but it you, seems like the culture reacts different to age now, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. I reckon just, it, well, talking about your, your parents and our parents, like different generation, different time. Like if you look at everyone who's in, well, especially my friend group, everyone's in their 30s now. Mm. And they still look like they're nowhere near to what our parents were when, when they were 30. And that's okay. Though, and that's, yeah, o- yeah that's okay. And, and socially, like, that's fine. And yeah. if it was, say, this, like all of us transported back into... Like into, those into times. that baby boomer, we'd all be like these fucking yeah, we'd be losers. Yeah, we'd be outcasts. Yeah, for sure. Time. Yeah, and now it just seems like it's this new normal. Yeah, it's a bit of a trip when you think about how much it changes. Yeah, I wonder if that's because like people are like, I don't know. You feel like fifteen-year-olds are like twenty-year-olds yeah. now. I don't know. That's a weird thing. I was thinking about that then. Like, what's Banks's life going to be like? Is he oh, going to be man. sixty before he even has kids? Probably. Are they going to have like some <laughs> yeah. crazy like regenerative <laughs> shit where he's going to be like when they get old? Yeah, and I he's just going to be know. like super like jacked at sixty. Yeah, looks like you do now. Just technology's gotten so yeah. good, you like can't get sick. Yeah, and that's like no one has kids until they're in their sixties. I mean, yeah, he's already bigger than I am right now. So yeah, where do you get such a big head from? I've got a pretty large head, like, okay. but it doesn't look like it. <laughs> and you can definitely see it in him. Like, he, he's definitely got my head girth, but just not the shape. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. He's just one of a kind. He's just his own. It's the best thing in the world. I love when you said that you've been training four years and you got your first cauliflower ear from him. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like the only thing Alana, like, cruels me on is like, you better not get cauliflower oh, ears. And I'm like, don't worry. I never will because I don't know just like we're talking about if you train smart not hard it's kind of easy to prevent yourself from getting injuries yeah so uh, yeah like I was saying like I got my first cauliflower ear not from jiu-jitsu it was from my son biting me in the ear <laughs> what a little savage yeah when he first got his like first two teeth just straight in there just bit my ear one day and then all of a sudden cauliflower I just tell people it is from jiu-jitsu did you so I seem like a little like bit of a bad and stuff nah I just let it go oh really it, I actually didn't even I my ear just hurt mm. like it was it, but I couldn't tell that it was bruised or anything yeah right and then one time I don't know how I just started like I don't know how you find things in your body like little bumps and stuff yeah yeah but I just like somehow I just started touching my ear and then feeling my other ear and I'm like hang on wait I fully got cauliflower ear on this bit. It's you can't even notice it though. But I'm like, was it from jujitsu? <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it was actually that when one time. Yeah, when Banks uh, bit me, I can remember it specifically now. But yeah, four years and still haven't touched wood. Yeah, dude, touch I've wood. I've get I walk in the gym, get cauliflower ear. Really? Doesn't matter. Have yeah. you got cauliflower ear? Yeah, like both of them are pretty. No, they're not bad. But not like oh, bad. Oh, man, they're not bad. But you can, compared to what they were, like, and I've that's, had them... That's white belt status, yeah? But I've had them to where I've, I have to drain, like, my oh, whole... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, dude. That's like... They does, look, it, does it hurt? No, nah, I, have, I have, like, a weird thing with pain where, like... you got a really yeah, good threshold, like, pain I, threshold. I sort of... It's weird, like, even um, massage balls and stuff like that. Yeah. You know how you get some people that they just won't do yeah, it? Yeah, can't even that, touch that it. Hurts. They're allergic to them. Uh, that hurts too much. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I just get in there every single night and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, like make it as bad as I can. Yeah. And I don't know, there's something therapeutic about 
being in that in kind pain. of pain. And yeah. I think that same with like tattoos. Yeah. I'll, I'll do like an eight hour tattoo session. Yeah. And just grind through it. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a weird thing. Man, but, that's crazy. But yeah, the ears, they, they don't hurt that much. Yeah. But it's just like, cause mine were bad. Like the whole, like where you'd put an iPhone, like an earbud in. You couldn't even complete, fit that in? Completely closed up. Oh wow. Just all full of blood. That's bad. Yeah. That so, is bad. And I've had that on both both ears now oh shit and like it's so funny because like you, you're a white belt yeah and then you walk into a gym and then it's just like fully puffed up and everyone's like fuck look at this guy like yeah. he just wants it you know yeah I get but you and I'm like dude I'd go home and I drain it like yeah. four times every single day and like do the magnets oh, and like but how, just something how, about my ears how man. long does it last for the draining process like two weeks yeah two three weeks but the thing is like I'd keep training like so you can't do you reckon that would make it worse oh, or would just worse. prolong the, the yeah. draining process yeah. yeah every like I'd drain it before training and then I'd go to training and then I'd put like the earmuffs on yeah oh you were, you were like had the wrestling yeah, gear almost yeah yeah. yeah yeah so you put them on go to training doesn't matter you still get hit yeah as soon as anything hits it because like hurts. do you know how it works well what, what do you mean the bruising and stuff well like ear? why you get it not really no well what happens is you got like cartilage and then you've got skin yeah. that's over the top of the cartilage. And then what happens is the skin rips off the cartilage oh. and then it fills up with blood. Okay, that So makes that's sense. why you get it. And then if you leave it, like the people where it goes hard yeah. is because... Calcifies, it, yeah, right? Like yeah, like thickens up yeah. and then so it calcifies. So like all mine are quite hard on the inside there. Yeah. But luckily I haven't got anything around like the top of it. It's yeah, all gotcha. just like in the inside bit. Yeah. Which so is it's not still, that yeah, bad. You can't really tell. Yeah. But oh man, how how are some of the ears in jujitsu? Oh, Holy yeah. shit! I got some friends. Oh. oh, I don't know how they can hear. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. And like my coach always, he's like full old school Brazilian dude. Yeah, yeah. and his his are all right because yeah. like no one's fucking with him ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he'll go like, bro, you're not a model, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I just don't want to look like a dickhead. Yeah. And then the other thing is like, you go out and people will want to start fights with people that have cauliflower it's almost a target exactly because they're like oh this guy thinks he's tough or this guy thinks he can fight that's the funny thing with a lot of MMA fighters I've got a few friends who fight and uh, it's weird how many how many uh, arguments they would get in it's Mm. some some people are just silly and like I don't know if it's ego but yeah like you were saying with the cauliflower is people see that and i don't know it's like a sign of dominance yeah well people, it's weird well people like there's definitely pub brawlers like we grew up in cairns it was pretty rough oh yeah okay so you'd get your fair oh, share dude, of dude like local was, legends oh, yeah. was full on. yeah and one of my best friends was like one of the toughest dudes in town was so, he a fighter or was he just a nah, tough dude just a real hard upbringing dude. yeah like okay real 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 hard upbringing okay so with the environment he come from fighting a person his age and his size didn't seem like that big of a deal yeah i gotcha you know when you spend your life getting beat up yeah so he was just like naturally this hard dude yeah so we started going out and like every Every like four nights a week it was just on and he was always fighting yeah Yeah. and he'd smash everyone yeah it was pretty gnarly but he um like you just see those those dudes and and you'd see the people that would come to him would 
start him because they knew how good of a fighter he was. Yeah. So it was yeah. almost like this little test that you'd put yourself through. Yeah. And they knew that he would fight them back. Yeah. So it's okay. like a weird thing. So I think that same thing happens with like UFC fighters or yeah. if you've Anyone. got a jiu-jitsu t-shirt on yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. People Just that little target people like, oh yeah, I could test myself with that guy. Yeah, exactly. So Which that's, is like the stupidest thing. Oh, like, especially if you don't know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, yeah. I, I always say to like, because I've got friends that are, they'll be like, oh, does jiu-jitsu work? Would it actually do this? And like, you, you would have had it a yeah. hundred times too. And yeah. it's just like, it's like we're having an argument, yeah. but you don't know the language I'm speaking. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, how are, you, how are you supposed to have an argument with someone where you're not speaking the same language? Ah, that's true. Because I think that, and I think that's even what like competition jiu-jitsu is. Yeah. It's just an argument. Yeah. And it's like, who's got more words? <laughs> that's who's better a very at, good way of putting it. Who's yeah, no, better at arguing in yeah. this language? Yeah. But it's just like... Well, it's an art form, yeah. I because, totally agree. Well, we could sit here and speak in jiu-jitsu, essentially. Yeah. yeah. We could talk about this, like, verse Del Hiva, Del Hiva, And, like, yeah. no one... They, they're words. No one knows. Yeah. But they're words associated with a thing that your body does that yeah. fucking strangles you. That you is know? true. I've never ever thought about it like that. But that is very true. And I even think it, it goes, like, me and my buddy... Um, Callum he's one of the brown belts at our gym yeah we were talking about um how jiu-jitsu is like a game so like the overall thing of jiu-jitsu and then yep. there's like a hundred micro games inside of jiu-jitsu yeah so it's like a we gonna play a half guard game yeah, yeah you're on top and I'm on the bottom and it's like even if you're a white belt you could be a black belt at being on bottom in half guard yeah or taking someone's back that's now a game yeah you've got to escape I've got to submit so it's like yeah it's so intricate and cool and there is so many layers to like that language yeah you can be a fucking expert in one one little tiny yeah 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 but like you don't even really need to know the rest if you're so good you can win arguments with that one yeah with that one totally agree point you know so what ended what got you into that into jiu-jitsu yeah um i always kind of found it fascinating where Um, did you first find it where did i first find it um Gosh, it probably stems from USC, but mm. like subconsciously, like I can remember I hated fighting. I used to hate fighting, like MMA, anything. Really? Yeah, I just thought it was stupid because I kind of grew up with like, around the same like kind yeah. of lifestyle you probably grew up with, like fighting, everyone just doing the same thing, like people getting hurt who don't deserve to get hurt, just yeah. stuff like that. So I was always against it. And then something just, I don't know, something switched and then I saw it fighting as a sport. Yeah. Like it can be a sport if you choose to make it a sport. And then I, I watched BJ Penn. I can't remember who he fought. He came out and knocked someone out. It was right after Andy Irons died and he came out and he's wearing like an AI wood scrap shirt. Ah. And I was like, oh, wow, this dude's super cool. Like he's a massive fighter. I think he was world champ at the time. I'm yeah. like, like he knows Andy. Like this is super cool. Like Damn, that gives me goosebumps thinking that, like that's how you found out about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, oh, because that, so that, cool. that was the only thing, like the only thing that connected, I was like, oh, this MMA fighter knows Andy Irons. Andy Irons. I was like, whoa, that's cool. Um, and then he came out and he devoured this dude in 15 seconds I think he knocked him out I can't remember what the fight was but I was like you, can you look that up mix? I want to know who that was yeah I, I'm pretty sure it was like 15 or 20 seconds or something like that. he knocked him out no shit I don't know if he was champion at the time or it was for the belt I can't remember but I can just remember it was BJ Penn he starched this dude and I was what like, year Whoa. did Andy die? 2010 so it would have been around then yeah yeah 
So yeah, yeah, I think it was 2010 that Andy passed. Yeah, 2009, 2010. And then Fuck, that got so long ago. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yes. And then that got you into it. That in didn't a way. get me into it. I was just like, oh, okay, like yeah, like fighting is whatever. It's kind of cool. Like I see it as an art. Like I see it as a, a sport and yeah. an art form. Like I, I understand it now. I understand what these people do. And then probably three, four, three or four years ago, um, I got a lot of friends who do it. And um, one of my close friends, uh, I saw how it made such a positive transformation mm. in his life. And it, not to say he was a, a, like he was a derelict or he was, you know, a bad influence or anything. Yeah. I just saw the transformation it made in his life. I was like, whoa, like he was glowing. Yeah. His lifestyle was glowing. I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. He had discipline. He had this, that. And I was like, he started, he told me about jiu-jitsu. And then one of my other friends, he's uh, a black belt, Zach Naminsky. Um, he was always trying to get me in to train at AOJ. And I was like, ah, nah. Like, <laughs> I, they, I followed their page. I'm like, ah, oh, they all look like crazy people. I couldn't yeah. do that. So, like, it was, yeah, four years ago, I went in to... I worked up the courage, which is the hardest thing in jiu-jitsu, or just any sport, I guess, is just starting. Is day one? Is day one. I was so intimidating. And I was like, oh, I guess in any sport, you always have to be a beginner. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go and, and just be vulnerable and, and test this thing out. And then I met... It'd be um, harder to be an athlete in something else. Yeah. That, that was... Like I think that was... the th- top at one certain thing. Yeah, so it's like... It was kind of a cool way to think about it. I was like, I'm, I want to go and start at like ground level, yeah. beginner in something else and try and work my way up again because it's a challenge and being an athlete, you like to challenge yourself as much as possible. Um, so yeah, I went and start, I, I walked into flow martial arts and I reckon if it wasn't for the instructor who was teaching that Johnny Walker, I probably would have left. He was like the nicest, coolest guy. Didn't know who I was, didn't know anything about me was just a genuine like nice beautiful human yeah and that made me come back because i was like holy shit like this is gonna i feel like this is gonna give me a whole nother realm of friend friendships yeah that's what i felt when i walked in i'm like whoa i actually just felt like a family member yeah to this weird sport i'm like oh okay cool and then i kept coming back kept coming back and then um yeah i i well, I'm a freaking gypsy. I'm traveling and yeah. training everywhere. Uh, and I met some of my like closest friends through jiu-jitsu. Uh, I ended up training a bunch in Hawaii at Longman Jiu-Jitsu uh, in Kauai. And like I said, I've got some incredible friends. One of my best friends uh, who's also like kind of my professor because I'm a gypsy, like I said. He gave me my blue belt because um, I don't think I'd ever get it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Like, because I, I'm just traveling too yeah. much. Yeah, I got an I got an app the other day. Um, yeah, the because like I I do the same thing. It's kind of like I get a lot of shit. My professor started calling me the Teleboy. Yeah, because like I'm always training, but I'm never at our gym. Yeah, and um, oh, it's called Marion. Yeah, and you can like log your like you can actually log your sessions. So I've started like log in your times. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow, yeah. that's so pretty cool. It's um 
like I yeah so it said I trained two and a half hours last yeah. week blah 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 that's so like, crazy get that man. yeah like, I'm gonna have to do that I haven't updated I haven't it. clocked in that much time this year that's for sure yeah well that was in one day <laughs> how much how much did you train I trained for two and a half hours oh my day, god because yeah. I, I was up in Cairns like yeah we had some family stuff and yeah I, I knew I wouldn't be able to train a lot yeah because I'll train six days a week when I'm yeah. injury free and like feeling good yeah so um yeah i was just like and then i broke my rib and then i was like i'm gonna you know when you come back from an injury you almost want to do like way more than you will need to do on a day-to-day basis like i'll train an hour a day yeah but i was like i just really need to like push my body so that i don't know it's like a mental thing of like an hour just doesn't seem like a lot yeah because even just in the normal coming back from injury like i do one session i'd be fucked yeah and normally i'm like in and out feel good and i can train in the morning train yeah. in the afternoon and like yeah. my body got used to it yeah but then th- that injury that rib you i couldn't do anything i couldn't yeah surf. that would have buckled you for a long time oh, it was six weeks off and then i had a week and then the re and what about the rehab process I didn't really doing it i just sort of started training again but <laughs> <laughs> i was just like i'll just do top yeah that's it yeah but um yeah, so I, I get that get that app, man, because I'm gonna at, have to at do least that. then, and you know, maybe you can yeah. show you, professor, because it'd be super hard. For well, you to, it's, it's you probably don't care. Really, no, I don't. Right? I truly don't care, man. I didn't really care about getting, uh, you know, my blue belt promotion. Obviously, it was an incredible achievement because it was something outside well, of surfing. It's a symbol too of yeah. like a lot of work. Yeah, um, that's it. Meant so much to me actually getting my blue belt. It was pretty crazy because, like I said, it was just something that I've achieved in a duff, in a different sport, like a different discipline yeah. than surfing. So that was a huge honor. And I got it from uh, one of my best friends. And uh, yeah, he's like my professor, I guess, Kyle Foyle yeah. over in Hawaii. And that was so cool. But man, the people that you meet, yeah. the friendships you make along the, this short journey that I've had is pretty incredible. Such like an eye-opening sport. And yeah. I feel like the, the disciplines kind of coincide with um, jiu-jitsu and surfing too. Mm. which is another thing I love the movement the balance all that stuff yeah I think that um, that's definitely one of the things that I have enjoyed the most like even you know it's crazy too dude like to speak on that so we just moved like I moved back from America yeah and then I always like I always did martial arts as a kid yeah so I did like taekwondo and I did really well on that and then I was doing like boxing and stuff so I always had like a martial arts Mindset, yeah, and dad put me into that for like discipline yeah, gotcha. and all those sort of reasons, yeah. Um, but I always picked up techniques really quickly and yeah. really well, like I could just watch something and then do it, yeah. And, and whereas, like, some people are better at like reading or they get spoke like spoken, whereas I'm like visual, see it, do it, yeah, sort of yeah, deal. gotcha. And um, I feel like I'm the exact same, yeah, yeah, like, and that's why I love studying, but yeah. I got a friend, he's one of my dude one of my best friends now we did a camp in thailand last year yeah. andrew and now like i talk to him almost every night on the way home from training he lives in melbourne i live here and like and you wouldn't have you would never would have yeah. met him bro yeah and like dude is straight up one of the best people i've ever met it's in crazy life. huh and same as nick he trains at yeah. um he trains at uh flow <clears throat> used to train at flow so i don't know if he was there when you were there but like nick was on that camp with me but um you know like I'd moved, so I come back yeah. from America, and then I was in Brizzy, sort of just at nowhere. Like I was yeah. just staying with my parents while we moved back, and um, and then didn't really have like that many friends around the area or anything yeah. like that. I, I had like 
kind of scattered mates but i had a thing that i started going to where i saw really cool people every day yeah that's what i freaking love about it yeah outside your normal realm right yeah and then you like you know you meet those traveling sort of people like yeah you know you'd have the friends in Kauai and stuff but to move from the gold coast uh sorry from brizzy to the gold coast it was just like this seamless transition because yeah. we've got a gym at logan and then we've got a gym at Helensvale. Yeah. And we've got a gym on the Gold Coast. And yeah. everyone goes to all three. Yeah. So it's like I moved from Brisbane to the Gold Coast. And to some people, that might be like a yeah, you huge might transition. Feel isolated, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm not isolated. I've got my same family. Yeah. I just moved an, an hour, which is essentially a big move in terms yeah. of like geographic. If, yeah. if you move, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, probably yeah. lose your friends moving yeah, an hour. Yeah. yeah 100%. But it's just not the way with, with that. And it's like you, it's like you get a head start with friendships in jiu-jitsu i think yeah. because it's so fucking hard <laughs> to do and if you're like if you're a blue belt in yeah. jiu-jitsu you've been through some shit yeah you've had to put your ego aside yeah. on a daily basis yeah. you've you've been humbled you've been I, I think there's like a responsibility that comes with like being able to like fuck someone up as well yeah true you know like you get a new white belt come into the gym and you're a blue belt like you could smash the shit out of them yeah. you could destroy their journey <laughs> in one night yeah you know what I mean like yeah. put a, such a bad beating on someone they will just never, never come do it back. again yeah or you can foster that person yeah and be a part of an instrument that like changes their life yeah. for the better yeah so it's like it, there's all these responsibilities and these it's like quite a nuanced little ecosystem yeah and I think that it that in itself allows you to make friends easier and quicker because it's like it's like it weeds out a lot of people yeah that you know come and go and, and it's sort of like people slowly funnel yeah to like being a really legit yeah. group if you can stick it out yeah you know well that's exactly what i was like trying to say like my transition into jiu-jitsu was so welcoming and it was so cool that i i didn't have any of those dilemmas like i didn't have anyone that yeah. like that was trying to ruin my day or trying to ruin my all oh, my journey yeah it just felt so like welcoming and the thing is that like they don't really exist yeah like you could you do have the power to do that yeah 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 100 percent. but it doesn't happen yeah and that's because of like a culture and because yeah of and it, well it I, yeah respect i yeah. think yeah yeah it's, it's definitely it's on it's straight up changed my life for the for the better for in the life. better yeah oh, in so many ways and it and i don't think that I was a person that, oh, I guess I did need it in yeah. a way, but I wasn't searching for something like, I wasn't at like, like low a, points and like, yeah. I need something to figure this whole life thing out. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's picked up a lot of the slack in my life. Yeah. You know, I feel like I I do go every day. I yeah. do push through certain things and then the competition side of it's been really cool. Yeah. Because, have you competed in it? I haven't, no. Yeah, dude, that was my do that at That was point. my, I was, I was going to do that last year I think last year no I wanted to do it when I was still a white belt I was like oh I want to do a contest and see how I'd go yeah. but now that I'm a blue belt I'm like mm, no yeah, I'm it's, good it's a different there's some pretty big killers yeah. out there yeah like the, you know you get those blue belts who are on the cusp of getting their yeah. purple belts and I'm like oh, no I'm good <laughs> yeah you have that yeah you can it have was, that it was cool like my well, I competed after like two months yeah because I could see that if you competed in our gym yeah you not you don't get special treatment but yep. it's like how many dudes come and go come and go come and go come yeah, and go and like pretty i endless. was i was so hungry for the big dogs to like help me yeah 
And to me, I was like, all right, if I put this fucking team logo on my shirt yeah. and I walk out onto the mats and I have a crack, yeah. then I'm going to back them into a corner of like, fuck, this dude's going to comps with our rashies on. Like, we better help him. Yeah, yeah, you know? I get you. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I like jump sort of straight into it. But yeah. even that has actually been a, a really cool experience to... Stepping like I, outside your comfort zone. Oh, heavy, bro. Yeah. And I've competed my whole life in sport. Yeah. But nothing was as intense or as intimidating as jiu-jitsu jiu competitions. Because yeah. it was just so unknown. Oh, and it, like, yeah. I don't know any of these fucking people yeah. at all. And, yeah. you know, like, even my dad come to one of them. We drove down to Newcastle together. That's pretty like, sick. I was like, yeah, that was fucking cool too. So there's like this jacked Asian dude. Yeah. And uh, we were fighting in a Nogi final. And um, dad's like standing on the sideline and my buddy Nick was there and he's like, you can hear him on the video camera because he was like, filming. screaming at you. Yeah, like, yeah, the dad's like, fuck, I don't reckon he could beat this dude. What? <laughs> like, and you hear it. In the video. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, dad. But um, but yeah, like the dude's fucking jacked. Yeah. And you, you'd think he would beat you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but that's like, the funny thing about jiu-jitsu. Like it, it, to some extent, it does yeah. matter about size. Like if you're a hundred and ten pound, a three hundred three hundred pound dude comes in, gonna like, yeah, tough. it's going to be tough. Yeah, but generally you can get away with being smaller. Yeah, if you're 100%. if you're the same weight, like the frame doesn't matter as yeah. much. And like you yeah, know, you could be pretty strong for your size or whatever. Yeah. but but it, I guess it just the fact that like yeah, you'd look across and you don't know that dude. Yeah, you don't know what he's got. You don't know what this, he's capable of. Nah, no, and it's, it's just, like like you said, speaking the language. Yeah, yeah, yep. he could know like a lot, a lot more. more words. And then there's all these there's all <laughs> yeah. these people that are watching. watching. Yeah, so it's like it was definitely good and to like just I guess carry that mindset yeah. into like day to day life. Of that's, like yeah, every time I get worried about something, every time I get scared, I sort of feel like that's a point of reference now to be yeah. like, you know what, fuck this, like. Yeah. I've been out of that I've been in deep situations like we yeah. can we'll just figure it out you know you put yourself in uncomfortable situations long enough to where you can like yeah you know how to survive yeah and it's still like I was signed up to do ADCC last weekend but I missed it but even that whole that whole week before is just like constant mind games yeah constant doubt cons and it's like you just put yourself through yeah this like mental warfare, warfare with yeah. yourself that's in any sport yeah yeah that's what I've noticed the same same surfing is that something that is well dude like to be a professional surfer on the world tour like yeah. you're back on the ct this year yeah that is the best 32 dudes in the in world, the world. Yeah. and what i think there's like three million surfers in the world that they reckon three four million surfers so it's like i don't know well, good sur good surfers no like, i think just surfers oh just in, surfers in general, in general yeah. i think that it's three million or four million yeah so it's like to be in the top 32 of something that four million people participate in yeah and you have to actually earn your way yeah. to that spot yeah you're against like the best of the best at yeah. all times it's like it must be hard to to deal with that performance anxiety side of things yeah definitely it doesn't gosh it's like hard to put in perspective but from my my mind it's like the only competitor the my hardest competitor is myself yeah and I, I think that relates to every sport because um, I know where my ability sits and what I can do, but it's just all of my mindset is clear enough to um, basically just go out and execute what I can do. So it, I, I never feel like if I get someone in a heat, I'm like, oh, like Gabriel or John or Kelly or something. Yeah. 
I'm never going, oh my God, I've got, they're, they're going, they're like, they've won so much more than me. They've accomplished so much more. They're going to smash me. It's just like, no, they're just another, they're just a, they're just a body. They're just a human out there as well. Yeah. It's like, I feel like uh, a lot of people limit themselves with their mindset. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, like I was saying, that correlates to everything. Like that's any sport, any major sport, I feel like is similar. Mm. I feel like everyone's major competitor is themselves. Yeah. And I think that, the it's like you're getting out of the way of your brain and i think that at the point too where and this is what i've been trying to think about when i am competing or like gonna get gonna go to compete it's like yeah it's almost like it's already decided yeah by the time you're on the beach about to do your heat the results decided yeah yeah there's no more you can do to get yourself ready to that point yeah and i think that's what anxiety is or is worrying about the future Future. you know and start instead of focusing on the present or worried about in the past did i do enough of this am i ready that's anxiety and i think that to be on the beach and it's like and and the way i've started to think about is like when i'm standing there on the mat about to compete compete it's like it's already over this has been decided either he's better or Or i'm I'm better better. there's nothing that in the next 30 seconds of anxiety get my heart rate up it can't (laughs) can't change change anything yeah and it's like really if if you think about it on like a like a philosophical level it's like the future sort of already is written in that point because it's like the same waves are going to come no matter what you do yeah kelly's going to do the same same boat yeah john's going to catch that that wave is going to appeal to john's eye you're going to go on this one because that and then that's going to give him priority so it's like it's almost like it's already yeah. over in yeah. a way if that makes sense 100 percent. so are i think that's like the one thing that i've been trying to think about a little bit later yeah. is like it's over just go and get it get it done and let it play out how it's yeah. supposed to i yeah i try not to what do we got <laughs> I'm trying not to I try not to worry myself out about what's going to happen in the heat just long as I surf every wave with uh, my fullest ability that's mm. it that's all we can do like our, our sport in particular we rely on mother nature so it's not like you can go out and predict the future like you were saying mm. it's, it's actually quite different it feels like you have to do you have to make the it's all about like instinctual feelings mm. and who can it's when you're at the that top level at the top 32 it's basically feels like who who's got the best instincts mm. and who's got the confidence to be able to um perform at their full ability and i feel like whoever is showing up best in that day is generally going to win yeah like you see so many ups well people call them upsets but not really like even the even the best of the best always lose so yeah that's that's what i've seen with uh competition and what i've felt like yeah i've had those those feelings too of anxiety it's you question the past you question the future yeah and you go out and you just can't even like you can't even perform in the in the present yeah because you're so caught up you're in so else, caught yeah. up in everything else so when you so you were on tour in 16 right uh, the first or? year was uh, 2014, 2015, no, 2015, 2016, no, it was 2016, 2017, 20, yeah, yeah, 2016. Okay, so you went on and then off tour. Yeah, I was on for two years, fell off tour, oh, so and then got you, back. were you on for two? Yeah, was oh, on okay. two years, off, then back on. So what was the, like, what do you think attributed to, like, falling off tour? Because I think from me like yeah. I'm not a fucking big yeah. surf industry person like <laughs> I'll watch P- 
people that yep. I like and I, if I can catch a live webcast, yep. I will and I'll follow Stab and all the yeah. fucking... But I'm not like a hardcore in industry know-it-all yeah. know sort of dude. But like from my outside perspective, you win those junior titles yep. and then you're, you're just expected to be good. like the next big, big Aussie dude, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, and obviously there's always Aussies on tour, but it seems yeah. like the way you were winning the junior stuff and yeah. the way that you were surfing and yeah. it seemed like there was like this hype around you. Yeah. So it's like to fall off tour being that kind of guy, was that like worst case sort of scenario? Or were you like yeah. panicking at that point? No, nah, like? I wasn't panicking because, uh, well, I don't know the main reason i fell off to it was probably just because you were dating a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were just a fuck about the gram dog. that's it yeah it was all about instagram yeah. i was just being an instagram boyfriend no uh. i honest to god don't know it was um i had some distractions good distractions like alana fell pregnant um after gosh when was that around march uh no after Western Australia in, in 2017. Yeah. And um, I actually felt really confident the whole year, uh, especially after getting third in an event. And then it, I felt like I just kind of put my, let my foot off the gas a little bit mm. because after I got that result, I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm pretty, good I'm good. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm good. Like yeah. I'm, I, I'm going to do good this year. And then it's just like something flicked in my head where I wasn't really caring as much about surfing yeah. and surfing heats. Was that like all of surfing or just competitive surfing? Um, majority of uh, competitive surfing. Uh. Yeah. It just kind of like, it was, str- it was just, I was just in such like a, like numb kind of mood to competitive surfing like all year. What do you Every- think that was about though? I don't, to tell you the honest truth, I don't know. Because it just feels like our whole life is just like going uh, yeah. country to country, spot to spot, event to event. So it was like I got comfortable with that result. And then after a few results, I kind of almost threw in the towel because I was like, oh, fuck this. Like this has kind of gotten too hard. thought I was going to smash it and I haven't. Uh, and then also, you know, my child was about to be born. So I was like, kind of focusing way more on that yeah. than I was even surfing and com- competitive surfing so it's kind of it was actually a good thing that I fell off because I look at it at as um, kind of like a huge positive thing that happened in my life falling off tour at that specific time yeah. gave me so much more time to be able to spend with my, my child for that first year which is so important um, so it was a really cool thing like uh, but I honestly don't really know why I fell off. Just <laughs> probably just uh, lacked a little uh, focus and um, just poor decision making during heats, and that's it. Does it compound when you get like the media and all that down there, like attention, nah. or do you, it doesn't even matter? No, nah, it, it doesn't really matter. I feel like it it would be, but then again, like you've been a quote unquote famous surfer since yeah. you were young. Yeah. So it's maybe it's like you get well, yeah, on tour that, and it's that's weird. I've I've never really cla- classified myself as a famous surfer until I was on tour. Like that's, that's what I was wondering though yeah. because it's like you sort of were a famous surfer. Like I knew about you before you before were on, I was tour. on tour. Yeah. So it's like you kind of are, but then it's like there would be all of these new things that would make you feel different. Yeah. If yeah, that makes that, sense. Yeah. 
yeah i feel <laughs> i feel like i became a famous surfer when well i wasn't even a famous surfer when i became alana's boyfriend yeah i, I remember like, that being like it was so weird man shit in that surfing. was so fucking bizarre it was so bizarre because <laughs> stages of my life i went uh like qs not doing like i went junior series qs wasn't doing so well had a couple close years to qualifying met alana and then all of a sudden i was like world junior uh world junior champion um flailing on the qs then to alana's boyfriend like that's yeah. what i was known as yeah. like oh that's alana's boyfriend not even jack uh and then got on tour and then i was myself for a little bit and then fell off tour and now i'm banks's dad yeah okay so yeah i don't know really strange process but it's been funny um but yeah yeah it would have i because like so yeah i mean when right around when that was happening yeah i was living in temecula like we talked yeah, about yeah. before so Fuck, that's strange you're living in temecula what, say, what have you been like how do you even know of that place oh my god alana a funny story with temecula alana had to do this like samsung commercial uh, in, in Temecula what? yeah it was weird where in Temecula I don't know where it was it was in fucking Temecula I what, what did I, they shoot though they shot like this it's oh it's it should be on YouTube I don't know it's this funny like Samsung commercial she's pretending to be like a secret agent I, I don't know oh it's, it's really corny and it's pretty funny I think but, I know what you're talking about yeah so she went and did this and it was a full night shoot like shot all throughout the night and it was in Temecula and I went there just just supporting her and I as Alana's boyfriend as Alana's boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> I slept in the caravan like they had a full ca- it was like full movie star set up and they had her own caravan and shit so I went and just passed out that's and so weird we actually yeah and the funny story was like she shot all night like all throughout the night and then we left at about six in the morning and I, I slept for a few hours so I was like hey look I'll drive and she came out and she's in a robe and whatnot, like just looking like a full superstar. She's like, no, I'm good. I'm going to drive. Like I just had a coffee and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. We're at t- and we just get on the highway, like five minutes in, we get in a car crash. Oh no. She's still in her like in pink, her fluorescent pink robe. Oh my God. It was the funniest shit ever. Nothing bad ever ended up coming from the crash, but that's my story of Temecula my one time I've been so when you were saying Temecula I was like fuck that place is strange <laughs> dude so cause when I said that you were like Temecula yeah Where yeah yeah fuck you live in Temecula yeah so that's like that's like the motocross hub okay so that's like the Torquay of motocross <laughs> I swear, doesn't bro. Dan Dan Henderson? He lives there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Quest is like right, right there. there yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's how I like. Yeah, when I did all that Temecula, I heard like freaking Dan Henderson was from Temecula. I was yep. like, wow, that's a strange place to. That's to why live. he's good at fighting. That's why he's good. Fucking nothing to do there. Yeah, motocross and fighting. Yeah, dude. So all the teams are based there. So okay. Like, if you have you ever watched Supercross or anything like that? On oh TV? man not really to tell the honest truth yeah okay nah. well all those like, I know the, it's a fucking crazy yeah, sport yeah like so I lived over there and I shot for Red Bull and all these different yeah. companies but it was all based around those moto dudes like the yeah. biggest dudes gotcha. live there and they all pretty much live there like gotcha. it's weird it's a weird little little setup. I get you. yeah I understand um, but so I was living there and then I was living with two dudes from Sydney yeah so they surfed yeah and I'd never surfed in my life because yeah. I, I went from Cairns 
to Melbourne. And I lived to, in to Temecula? Yeah, to Temecula. <laughs> <laughs> Temecula is just land. There's nothing There's there. nothing. If that was Australia, you wouldn't live there. Yeah, no 100%. There. It'd, yeah. it'd be like... Living in Uluru almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's nothing there, bro. Yeah, I know. So I, I spent like four years there, bro. Yeah. And um, Wow, good on you. So what I did though fucking i don't know why but like i'm probably the only person in the world that started surfing yeah whilst living temecula. in temecula so we used to get on the 15 that's got to be in the guinness world book of records or something be, yeah, yeah. It, it was so bizarre and like so we'd go from there to oceanside that was like the closest wow beach. that's a mission dude and i would do it every day every wow. single day how long is that like a two over a two hour drive nah, it was about an hour hour so an hour there hour back and i had like the big dodge ram fucking yeah. truck it cost me like 400 bucks a week to surf <laughs> oh, I'm not even far out, man. so uh but yeah so that's like that was when you won that title that was like 2012 13 Shit, man so that's far when out. i was there yeah gotcha. and then um so then the alana blanchard thing <laughs> happened with you and like and dude you know what else is crazy what? so i went and i shot a big moto thing yeah. in uh in Kauai. yeah and uh, fucking layla hearst dad was the guy that like rick hearst rick yeah was like hiring me water trucks and shit yeah gotcha so like the whole time i was in Kauai, i was like hanging out with them in honolulu Bay. gotcha like, that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. So then, and then obviously like they're friends with Alana. Yeah, yeah. So I remember it was like, it was all right around then. Yeah. That like that's you became fucking Alana's strange. boyfriend. How weird is that? That's eh? so weird. But I was, I just was thinking how weird it must've been for you because yeah. there was like, there would be a small faction of people yeah. that knew who you were yeah. before you were Alana's boyfriend. Yeah. It, it's it got, like Pink and Kerry Hart. Yeah. You know it was I mean? so bizarre, man. It was the first time like I got a taste of like what being a celebrity would must feel mm. like like that's what it was like it was like people wanted photos interviews everything and i was like it's just a relationship yeah jesus fuck like just relax like it's just two people that love each other and everyone wanted to know all about it and i'm like there's not much to know like we just love each other we share the same interests like fuck it's weird i guess yeah it was cool though today like we did that little bit of filming but it's like you guys are out in the lineup together and it's yeah. like for any other couple, like that's just like a super cool thing. Like well, you just we're just chicken surfing and yeah. hanging out. There's nothing different about us. We're just the same. We're just we're just normal people. Everyone's normal people in this world. But yeah, it was strange. It was a strange time. Was it? Um, was it like hard to deal with? Because no. it would have been a. It would have been like with the tour thing and then yeah like i guess probably having a kid young and unexpected would have been maybe harder to deal with that wasn't unexpected that was expected oh we just planning to yeah have, yeah yeah sorry we were plan- to assume no, that you no that's fine that's fine a lot of people think we we weren't um expecting but uh i guess it was just left field to people that i guess yeah. it's because you would see it from the outside and if you didn't know you guys then it'd be easy yeah. to assume uh, yeah it really easy to assume um but Nah, nothing was nothing was hard about it. I mean, it was weird uh, at the start, like just seeing how much um, other people cared. Yeah, that was the weird thing. Just <laughs> yeah. about two people falling in love. It, it literally felt like some TMZ Hollywood story. Um, but yeah, man, I'm extremely good at blocking shit out. Yeah, like okay. extremely good. Um, so you don't read comments. I did, and then they like crushed my dreams. So I like stop reading them really I how inst- long did you read the comments for before you oh probably out? like the first few like fuck probably the first few months i yeah. was reading comments and they were like 
they were so offensive that it would just yeah it would just crush you and then yeah. I'm like oh, I can't do this I'm never and then I I don't think I read comments for like the next three four years I'm surprised he answered my DM I was like there's no chance he reads DMs at all oh there's like I do check yeah. like, I think everyone checks yeah. I check and if there's something that is cool yeah, yeah then I'll yeah. reply to it but yeah even then sometimes I get some weird shit on that oh yeah it's fucking but I'll glance at it I'm like oh nope or I just delete it yeah, there's the ones that you delete are pretty obvious these days. Like you, you get some fucking super. Yeah, weird you get you can some, tell like straight away. Yeah, it would have been weird though, like because if you like if you go on any one of Alana's pictures now, yeah. like she's got over a million followers or something yeah. on Instagram, yeah. that would be like the most rapey weird shit. Yeah, that would that's be why in I comments. Don't. Like it's that's, that's just seems so fucked up that that shit even exists. Yeah, but it's like though, we're right? talking about keyboard warriors, man. Yeah. They feel like this sense of protection, like no one knows their identity. Like, yeah, I've read some shit and I'm like, gosh, I would love to see that person in real life, like, and see him oh. or, yeah, see him say that shit to her. Like, that would be, that would be kind of fun to see that. It would be a bad day for him. It would be a bad day. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. After yeah. four years Armed of training. Yeah. <laughs> Take him to the ground. Yeah, that's it. Have that, you ever, have you had a situation yet where nah. you've like, you're, I'm just going to say like, you're probably just not the dude, eh? Nah, no. Nah, I hate confrontation at mm. all costs. Um, no, I've never had anything. We, um, I never even had really any run-ins before it either. Yeah, yeah. it's it is easy not to get in fights if you want to not be in fights. Yeah, I can remember one time where it was actually after I first started, like after a year of dating Alana. Some when I was in France, some dude came up and screamed at me in French, and at the end of it, he sounded like he said Alana, but I was just like, I did not understand one word he just said in French and I know it was something about Alana that was the only weird run in I've ever had yeah right and it was funny because I was in the final (laughs) I was in the final against Felipe Toledo and he was running past he just grabbed his rashi and I don't know if Felipe understood him as well he probably can't even remember it but Felipe like was like fuck you to the dude <laughs> for me <laughs> and I was like yes yes you're the man like yeah I was like oh, we're about to verse each other but you're the fucking man yeah dude that's so fucking funny yeah, yeah. and I don't know if it, the dude was even paying me out yeah. but I can just remember like the, I was going up to get my rashi and this dude he was pretty big and buff he came up and started saying like just going off at me it was really aggressive his body language and then I was like, oh, and Felipe was like 5'1", like no muscle tone yeah. on his body. Just comes in between us. I was like, fuck you, like to the guy. And I'm like, whoa. Uh, it caught me off guard, but it was fucking cool. That's so cool. And then you got to go out and beat him. Yeah, no, he goes out he smashed me, but it was, yeah. Dude, we, um, just the other day, we were moving like mats to the new gym. Yeah. And um, so we, we go to fucking Hungry Jacks. So yeah. my coach, I don't know if you've ever seen my coach, Fabio, but he's like, 120 kilos six foot four like the dude's a fucking what? unit yeah like he is massive just just, just psycho his head's like this big yeah so anyway fourth degree black belt oh so it'd be we, like fucking wrestling a fridge <laughs> yeah dude, it's so bad yeah so we're uh, we're at hungry jacks the other day he gets out of my van and i guess he like hits this door the car next to me with like my van door yeah and then shuts it in like the, those doors are super heavy on the veto so yeah. they just if you don't expect it they just fling open yeah this car was a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, 
uh, the shittest old Corolla that you yeah. would expect to be at a Hungry Jack service station. Yeah. That's what this car was. Gotcha. So anyway, I didn't know. I walk inside and then this lady just starts fucking screaming at me like, you fucking hit my door. Like going off in like... Old lady full, or... Nah, nah like okay. just like a younger sort yeah, of chick. Yeah. But full bogan. Yeah, dude, yeah, Like yeah. crazy bogan. Yeah. And, um, and then... She starts screaming and then her husband is in front of me in the yeah. line with like this mullet. Yeah. So I'm, and then anyway, he turns around and then he's like, what's wrong, girl? And uh, oh, then, uh. then he's like, she goes, that fucking cunt. Yeah. That fucking cunt. <laughs> and like this. <laughs> bro, there's no paint on the roof of this car. Yeah, yeah. Like, this it's car horrible. Has, it's, it's a piece a, of shit. <laughs> you probably did it justice like doing <laughs> some panel beating on added, the side of the car. Yeah. Added to the collection. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So then anyway, he turns around and I'm with Shane who's a the brown belt instructor. He just yeah. won the fucking... So just a bunch of weapons in your killers, car. Killers. Yeah. Straight killers. Yeah. So that, but Fabio's in the toilet. Oh, okay. So, this, so And then anyway, so the chicks just got super aggressive with me and I've just gone... Hey, lady, I don't know if he hit your car. He'll be out of the toilet in one minute. Yeah. Just wait, and then you can ask him. Yeah. And I said it that calm. Yeah. And then the dude gets in my face. Obviously, all he had to do was, like, turn around in the line, and he's, like, nose to me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, he's like, do you fucking hit my car? And I was like, mate, I don't know if yeah. my friend hit your car. Yeah. But he's about to get out of the toilet, and you can ask Check him with then. him. You just ask him. Yeah, and, like, and he it, probably would have felt tough looking at you. Yeah, like, and yeah, then he just was just like, like fucking yeah. standing over me. Yeah. And, just, uh, and Shane's behind me laughing, like yeah, trying yeah. not to laugh. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, didn't give a fuck. Anyway, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's here. And he's like, where? And he turns around. And then, bro, he didn't even say anything. He yeah. said where, turned around and just looked at the menu. Oh, my like, God. He saw Fabio out of the corner Does he have dog. cauliflower ears or anything? Oh, he does a little bit, but oh, he's but just he's a just fridge, fuck. bro. Yeah, like, okay. he's just so big. And then he's, like, walking out. And then Fabio, I was like, he's like, what's going on, bro? And I was like, oh, you hit that car. He's like, oh, I didn't hit. And I was like, mate, just fucking don't about it. Everything's yeah. sorted, mate. It but was, that, is that your biggest confrontation you've got in, you reckon? Nah, there's, um, we're actually in New Zealand for Supercross. Yeah. And we're out on the piss, like, playing up. Yeah. We're at the casino. It's, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. And um, I was with a bunch of, like, the big-name guys yeah. that come over from America. Yeah. So, anyway, we're out, and it's, like, fucking super late. It's, like, it'd be the same as you guys. Like, you just don't want to get selfies when you're boozed up at yeah. four in the morning with, with like, <laughs> yeah. a fan. So, anyway, this dude is, like, lingering on, the, like, at the side of the bar, and, like, I just see him taking photos and shit. Like, what a dick. Yeah, and he's, yeah. like, he's coming in, and he's, like, creeping in on the situation and, like, slowly more and more photos. And I just walked up, and I was like, hey, dude. Stop taking photos. Come on. I just said, here's the move. Go to the bar, buy a few beers, and then bring him over. Yeah. And then we'll just, like, have a beer. Yeah. Like, that's what I said. Yeah, that's cool. And then he's like, he's like, oh, what can't? And I was like, oh, dude. Oh, I was like, all right. These guys. All I'm saying is it's four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Everyone's boozing. No one wants their photo taken. Yeah. If you want to hang, just, just hang. get some just, beers yeah, and say good day sort Yeah, of just cruise. Anyway, he just asked. He's like, Chad Reed's my fucking hero. All I want is a photo for my dad. And I was like, bro, a photo isn't that cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, just, I was like, Grab, and I was trying to be super nice. Yeah. I was like, grab a beer and like tell your dad you had a beer with Chad Reed or whatever. Which is way cool. Way cooler. Yeah. But nowadays, everyone just wants a fucking picture. Photo, yeah. So anyway, he arced up at me. 
And one of the boys just walked over and it's so funny. He's like the quietest guy ever. Yeah. And he hasn't said a word all night. And he walked up in this guy's face. He's like, he will fucking choke you. Talking about you choking him out. Dude. Oh my God. And I was just like, no, I won't. Like, yeah. And I was but like, in the back of your mind, you're like, I fucking I was like, I'd love to. I will fucking drag you to the ground. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. I know. <laughs> I was just all like, boozed up. Like. Uh, I was like fairly sober. Oh, okay. And and, um, and then I was like, no one's choking anyone. Anyone, yeah. And then, like, and then Robbie's like, no, 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 fucking choke him. And <laughs> He's just, like egging you yeah. on to choke him out. And I was like, no, no, no. no. What Everybody? happened to the dude? Did he bail? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He ended up bailing. That would be pretty funny if he was like arcing up about getting a photo of Chad Reed and then Chad Reed came over and was just like, dude, fucking beat it. Oh, but that's the thing was like, they're nice dudes. Like, Yeah, I know they're know super I mean? nice dudes, but when someone's trying to creep into that, like, like you're doing like the way there's ways to do it like just bring a bunch of beers come on, like. yeah and then like maybe you can get a photo of like him trying to be you know or like it's, I feel it like those are the those something. are the people like that fuck careers up they'll come out and someone will be doing suit and the, that guy will be there boom boom take Dude, a photo fucking sell it yeah sell it and then career's done yeah and that's the thing and it's like it's not a good look and the thing is like no one was fucking yeah. wasted. Yeah. There was like, he just won the race. He's yeah. having a few drinks with yeah. his friends and... Just relax. That's it. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're out doing crazy dumb shit. People, yeah. Some, sometimes people don't understand that like social uh, like awareness. Like they're not yeah. like, they're, they don't know how to read the room. Yeah. Like obviously that does, that's exactly what that dude's doing. It's a weird thing too when um, people are coming up asking for photos because it's so... Um, like I'm, ne- I've I've never been the kind of person yeah. that got photos from someone because maybe it's because I've always been around athletes, and it's not to say that you guys don't like taking photos with fans yeah, yeah. and stuff, but it's like it's it's a time and a place. It's it's a weird thing though because yeah. it's like this parasocial relationship. Yeah. Like they have their own relationship with you, yeah, but you have no idea who they are. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's not a balanced relationship to start with and yep. then it's like this person may might have been a fan of yours for like 10 years yeah and then to them it means something and to you like it's not out of disrespect but it's like you just literally don't know who that person is yeah and then it's like this awkward intersection of these two different completely different headspaces yeah and then it's a photo and then that person goes and posts it and then you never see that person again yeah. and it's to me it's always been a little bit weird and then from my side of the fence of like always being around athletes and yeah. filming and stuff like that you'd see like the and then walk off and yeah. I was just like ah oh, like it's an awkward experience and then it's all it is is like this social proof of like I was I'm here I met this I met person this guy yeah. and it's all out of out of like ego you know oh and it, yeah and I get it but at the same time it sucks that it, that's become normal yeah and that's become what's like expected yeah yeah true yeah like I, there's been run-ins where like you'll be doing a signing well I've, I've been like I've had a few run-ins where I've been doing a signing for like an hour and a half just non-stop speaking to people and signing and then I'll like it'll finish and then I'll just like walk down the road and go grab food and I'll be having dinner or something and people will come up and try and like almost jump the queue and like get personal with me yeah I'm like, oh man I like just been signing like an hour down the road for like an hour down the road it's not that like i don't want to have this sentimental moment with yeah. yeah it's just like there's a time and a place yeah yeah I, I understand it from both point of views yeah it's it's just the the thing too though is like you know if you're a 
super cool person yeah and you just have a genuine interaction the phone's not out straight yeah. like the thing is i think if people could understand yeah. that if you walk they up they walk like, to you oh, yeah jack, with the phone jack, jack, yeah yeah, yeah. The, the phone's yeah. right there and you know what's coming you know and then that's all you're going to give them back to yeah to where it's, it's like, just like a really gonna, surface level yeah. yeah interaction yeah but yeah. if you come up and you're like oh damn jack i've been following you since you won the world title yeah. in 2012 you're like oh damn dude that's pretty cool like, thank you yeah yeah 100 yeah, it changed the interaction completely. I have, yeah my best like encounters with people uh i think everyone does in the surf world in the water it's because yeah. the only time the place they can't bring their fucking phone yeah true eh? so it's like you actually get to know someone and you will give people the time yeah 100 like, percent. Nice <laughs> i mean like if, if i'm out in the surf um don't get me wrong i have good days and bad days like everyone else but 90 95 percent of the time if someone's comfortable enough to come up and say hello and stuff and start talking to me i'll happily talk back to him and i've yeah share stuff yeah but yeah it's that it's when literally people walk at you with the, the phone. phone yeah and you just know what that you know you just know what's coming it's fully and, replaced and the autograph for, like i'm like a z-level celebrity but like yeah i understand it like i yeah. understand all that like yeah like you were saying, like with those, the motocross guys, like, yeah, they, they must get it all the time as well. Yeah, and you just, you know, in that situation, it's like, it's not this publicized thing that, yeah. like, these dudes are supposed to be like super athlete kind yeah. of dudes where it's like, it's not this normal thing where they're like Instagram, they're not fucking proper 12 whiskey yeah, and, yeah, on yeah, Instagram yeah. all day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it is a different thing. I, yeah. I don't think they're held to this standard like they never drink, but it's, yeah. it's definitely there's a level of professionalism where like you're just not doing that shit yeah and it's it's just seems like people care more about their own photo than what they do about yeah but uh, it just seems i would just think that anytime you walk up with a phone it instantly you know what they want yeah they want that and then it's the interactions over in a second it's yeah like, as soon as that selfie's captured and then some the people phone, will like judge you for being closed and like oh yeah he was a dick or something like that off one some second. people have the audacity to even say that when it's just like oh yeah well put yourself in our shoes like we know what's coming like i'm yeah i'm not really gonna have the biggest conversation or the, the in-depth conversation with you if i know what's coming yeah but yeah i think that anytime i've seen people that have been like um having just leading with a conversation like yeah oh dude i did it or like it was cool to watch you do this or yeah. whatever it's like oh he actually knows who i am yeah because then there's the other side of his like who knows if they even know who you are? They just yeah. see you with a fucking rashi on, and That's then it's it. like, what real surface. Like I said, surface level. Like they, they go back to a friend and be like, "Oh, look who I met!" Like this person. Like he's yeah. It's funny. I got yeah. a friend that um, he just deleted all his Instagram and Facebook and Good stuff on like him. that. That's brave, bro. He said to me, um, we were only talking about it on Tuesday night, and he's like, "Dude, I, I wasn't sleeping." He's like, "I," and he's not even a. He doesn't post a lot. Yeah, like. Like, dude, I post shit all the time because yeah. I have to. Yeah. And even for me, like, I am very cognizant of um, don't look at likes, don't look at comments. Yeah. Like, it's hard not to, though, because it's like a weird relationship. Like, oh, even yeah. me and Mick will be texting back and forth like, oh, damn, I thought this video would do better than that. I thought, because it's, yeah. it's income, yeah. unfortunately, as much as you, as much as this is like my favorite part of doing it, yeah. is like actually sitting down, meeting new people and, and having conversations Yeah. to keep this fucking shit going yeah it's got to get you got to do it yeah, and yeah. you've got to you know push yeah. it and you feel like a bit of a whore sometimes for it but it's like <laughs> but at times it's i have to be like don't 
fucking check how many likes a photo a photo got. Yeah, Don't, who gives? Like you got to remind yourself. Yeah, I do because I go there and you try not to attach. Um, you try to make it purely analytical. Yeah, but there is times where, especially like, I don't like being. Say if it's just a video of me talking. Yeah, that to me is like fucking super weird. Yeah. And then you'll see them and then they're the ones you'll be like, oh, is that weird that I posted one of like just me talking about a certain topic? But and then you'll see you'll get probably strangely get the most views or likes or something. Yeah, and it's it's hard not to like put your own self-worth or like a dollar, like a It's a so value. strange, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just like the day and age we live in now where social media makes such an impact on brands and, and how you market yourself and everything. Well, even like you guys just started doing the vlog series. Yeah. And it's like that, it's like necessary, you know, in a way. Like, and I enjoy it. I think yeah. you guys do a good job with it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it, what's the relationship with that even? Uh, with the YouTube? Yeah. Uh, it's nothing. We just, I mean, we've kind of got like an accumulation of footage and like we always film around the house. And it started as a project at Alana, just like, liked kind of sharing her story and hope it relates to people and helps mm. people when she was pregnant oh, uh, yeah. because she was vegan and there's a lot of people out there who like uh, vegans as well and she was she, I don't know I, I'm not too big into blogging or knowing mm. who's who in blogging but uh, I just always thought it was cool because she was she had a really cool story she's got like obviously her whole background and then obviously being a vegan and having a child and raising the child vegan is uh it's something that's a lot of people are interested in so she kind of delved down that world about just just basically telling everyone about her experiences and what she does and then it's just kind of snowballed like generally everything does into happy ways what it is now yeah which is just going to be basically just an inside and what we do day to day around events just that kind of stuff what we eat preparation I, the first few right now I've been pretty surf heavy but like because yeah. <laughs> there's been so many well, ways yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but like yeah we, we, we're we trying to steer clear from surfing actually mm. and have more of just like the lifestyle do, is there do you both get to a point where um, the surfing is just like a lot or because I mean from, like what do you mean like oh I just like always thinking lives. about surfing talking about surfing or um, yeah definitely but it's so hard because when you love something so much yeah. it's like all you can think about like I I absolutely love surfing and I live I live and breathe surfing so it's easy for me and it's easy for her because she does the same thing yeah so yes and no is it um, I've never had a relationship where I've been with someone that yeah. did what I did yeah like that's... I've always sort of had like a a, a separation between those two things and yeah. I think that there's positives and negatives to both yeah. and I don't think you'd say one's better or one's worse yeah. but what is it like being with someone like essentially you guys work together in yeah. a way yeah um, no 100% is it, do. is it cool or is that something you always like wanted um no it's not something that I was searching for yeah. like when like when we started hanging out um it was that earth (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically no uh, uh, (laughs) no it was like we were just two people that shared similar interests like I I guess how every relationship blossoms like it's just the exact same for us Mm. so like we just shared so many so many interests we have very similar personalities 
Um, and it was really cool um, up until we had a child. Like it was what we did actually brought us closer. It was like more bonding. Yeah. Because we live the same, uh, we do the same w- job. It's so weird calling call so the job. job yeah. yeah. But uh, we do the same thing. But the hardest thing about the tr- transition into parenthood is now it's like we've got to a sense where like, fuck, what do we do? Like now like I have to go do the tour. She's thinking about doing the QS. But at the same time, like we're trying to raise a child. So we're in this world. We've been in this world of limbo for like the last year because it's just been so super hard to transition to parenthood because we're both, we both do the exact same thing, but we're we're both kind of at the top tier of what we do. So there's it's that that's an, another thing of uh, the happy waves of vlog is like kind of giving an insight into how to we like manage, yeah to the balance how we manage that because we were there's no one we can relate to really in yeah. any sport in yeah. any sport you've never seen top two like uh professionals in uh male and female you've never really seen them like have a relationship and and start a family like so especially when the like with surfing it is quite equal at the top yeah definitely like it's the same sort of same sort of yeah obviously the prize money is even the same yeah which is cool so it's like if you know to compare it it's like a lot of times the female version of the sport yeah takes like it's a lot different to the male yeah. top end of the sport so it's yeah. like with surfing you guys are on quite an equal plane too yeah 100 percent. but and the good and bad thing about surfing is it's such an independent independent based sport like yeah. it's pretty freaking greedy like it, it actually is because well, i think to be the top level of anything you've yeah, got to you be insanely be, greedy yeah which is like yeah again it's like bizarre for us because we're not greedy people but we do this pretty greedy job which is surfing which is all based on how you perform like individually so yeah it's strange like both of us want it trying to do the tour and also trying to raise a child is is definitely like this weird transition that like i was just saying before like we've got no one to relate from yeah so if people i don't know and and like that's something we're trying to show in the happy waves is like how we're handling that i think we're doing pretty well it's pretty cool uh like like everyone says you just got to find the balance yeah and that's pretty true uh it's just balance into making and keeping everything happy yeah i think um as well probably what helped you guys from the start is because like say for alana like she was super famous like at that time you guys got together it was like every gopro commercial samsung it seemed like she was the poster girl for surfing yeah 100 just in general and like even if you like there were two surfers in the world people would know if they knew nothing about surfing and yeah. that was Alana Blanchard and Kelly, Kelly Slater. Slater yeah I strongly agree and that's like gotta be a weird thing for her 100% uh, yeah and to be like a girl and a good looking girl and yeah. to be famous to those people yeah. because she's hot yeah essentially yeah and it's like Kelly's famous because he's won 11 world titles like they wouldn't know that Kelly does sick turns or he's really good at pipeline yeah, yeah, or yeah. that Alana's got a trademark style or yeah, they yeah. don't know anything about her surfing it's yeah, like yeah. chick hot and Kelly Slater badass, domination so, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's a weird disconnect there because it's like the dude it's like based on his performance yeah and then the chick it's based, based on, on how the she Im- looks yeah the image yeah so it's like I feel like it probably helped at the start that you at least had an understanding of yeah. like what her world was like I don't think there's anyone in the world who would have more of an understanding than I do into you know just you've been objectified <laughs> obs- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <by> so forever <laughs> yeah forever no I'm just saying like 
Um, yeah, she's been in the limelight for so long of her career. And then um, she's had this transition into parenthood, which is fucking hard on any mother. Yeah. Yeah. Let and alone doing it in the public eye. Doing it in like the public eye and trying to maintain, thing. yeah, and trying to maintain this career of, you know, this this surfer. Um, she's done incredibly well with that, like incredibly well. And she's back to normal. She's absolutely back to probably surfing better than what she did before she had bangs. Yeah. So, yeah, like I think, um, yeah, like I was talking about the balance is something that hopefully we can master. Yeah, what she was saying this morning about uh, you're probably going to be away for like two months. That's the hardest thing about... That's fucking gnarly. That's the hardest thing about our tour is like, because it's like, it's, again, it goes into this greedy realm. It's, yeah, we sometimes we get lost with like the decisions. What Like, what's the right decision? Is it like, do I not see my family for two months or do I fly, you know... Flog yourself out. Yeah, do I fly Alana and my child? Yeah. do I drag them across the world with me? Do they go back or to Or do Clark? you go back and forth? Do I go back and that forth? That your performance, <laughs> like the selfish thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, like I was saying about, there's no one we could really draw inspiration from because I don't think there's ever been anyone in the world or any two um, people in the world to come together and do this kind of thing. So, man, we're fucking trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy too, man, because like there's definitely been dudes like, obviously i don't know the ins and outs of any of it but like mick and he got a a divorce from you know it's hard to be on the tour like there's guys that have like had relationships on tour and that's ended and they weren't even their wives weren't surfing yeah oh well that's the thing about the tour is like yeah it all looks like rainbows and fairy floss but it's like it's kind of a pretty dividing sport um uh, like you, you see the guys who even do have families. Like it feels like they're not really even home that much. And I hate. Like, I I love that people have got families and are, and are happy. But like I I now that I have a child of my own, I want to be there for every freaking second. Like yeah, every word he says, everything. Like so that's where I like we've been having so much trouble. Is like the separation is pretty crazy on tour. And yeah, like we're just trying to find that <laughs> that balance. Yeah, keep going back to it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's. I mean, fuck, it's like literally where you're at right yeah, now. Yeah, I like know. Those this is, this is the hardest thing because now that I'm back on tour with a child and Alana's um, decided to do the QS, it's like fuck. It's really dividing. Like it's like she's going to be over there. I'm going to be here floating around for two months. She's going to be there floating around, and it's like fuck. We don't really ever get time to, like, th- except for the first three months of the year. Basically, is the only time where we don't get. Yeah, what was divided. It? What was it like then? Because um, when, from memory again, just from yeah. outside in, you moved to Kauai yeah. when Alana was pregnant, right? So you guys yeah, kind we, of were based out of there. We spent a lot, well, like, uh, yeah, we found out Alana was pregnant in Australia. And then, uh, yeah, man, she's the one going through this like crazy transition with her body and stuff and, and also giving birth. So I was, I was just like, hey, whatever you want to do do. yeah Yeah. whatever you want to do whatever makes you feel the most comfortable like let's go there or be there and she was like oh i want to be you know give birth at home and i'm like that's it let's just move like we'll just go being quiet and base ourselves there for the rest of the year it's so So, sick too though like yeah it's incredible yeah Yeah. for anyone that's never been it's not amazing (laughs) it's not the worst place in the world but like uh she's kept doing what she was doing up until about four or five months pregnant 
and then from there on she was just based in Kauai yeah and then yeah we're basically there for over a year like kind of we were based there for every year I was still traveling and what yeah. doing the QS and she was just hanging so uh, it, like yeah but now you know like Banks is getting older we, we plan to spend a lot more time in Australia yeah is that the plan Do you, would you guys want him to grow up here or he's just still undecided man yeah he's gonna be a child of the world that's, yeah. that's true yeah I don't know like everyone's like what accent will he have I'm like fucking whatever accent he wants like yeah 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 I don't care as long as he's happy yeah yeah that was uh, that was like the thing for me living in the states was like I was always like fuck I just can't imagine bringing up kids there I mean Kauai <laughs> would be different yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much <laughs> oh that shit cracks me up yeah I know dude but like every time I hear that freaking place oh that's fucking funny <laughs> There's not many people that have like amazing, I know. No one even knows where it is. I know, I know. Oh, that's the funny thing. That's so good. But yeah, like for me, it was a struggle. Like, because I fucking love Australia, dude. Like, yeah. And that's the reason oh, I man, didn't I fucking love Australia. It's the reason I didn't last over there either. Yeah. Because I just frothed home so bad. Yeah. And it was actually on the Chad Reed podcast that he like he gets a lot of shit because he's got like a, an American accent. He's lived yeah. there for fucking ever and he always like adopted the american culture like it seemed like instantly and to australians over on this side it was like dude he just fucking dropped us but he said to me at the end of the podcast that he knew right away that if he didn't leave australia behind mentally that he wouldn't be able to be that selfish that's so top of the world fucking true man yeah that's so true everyone always asks me what's my favorite place on tour and i'm uh, i always just say home yeah yeah and, and it's i hard. understand it's hard to let go it's so hard to let go of that and you feel guilty like i would fuck bro i would stand in like every subway line every and i just wouldn't say tomatoes i wouldn't i was so yeah staunch, yeah, yeah. You yeah know? Like, tomatoes it's tomato cunt you know? yeah yeah <laughs> capsicum yeah yeah peppers no capsicum yeah, yeah. bell peppers are capsicum bro put them <laughs> yeah. on my fucking sandwich <laughs> get it right yeah get it right but like it was funny because i always was so homesick yeah and i mean i was there for seven years or whatever yeah. like it lasted a long time but yeah I that's you that's a that good never, chunk of time i never got over it the aussie thing yeah and then when chad said that to me it was like an instant light bulb moment yeah and to me i'm so fucking glad i didn't get stuck in that spot while i was there like it, it took me to, to realize that, that like okay it wasn't america necessarily yeah. it was just the fact that i never let go of home because i had like yeah, this weird thing against it in yeah. a way yeah but um but yeah and like that was sort of the thing he said is like I, yeah. I had to do that yeah so it's like fuck if yeah if you get caught in that like dude Australia's just the best country ever yeah like, you can't leave like you yeah suck. it's it's it is I've struggled that in the past I still struggle with it man I've become more comfortable with just living out of a suitcase basically but yeah like that is so true man like especially for what he probably had to do like yeah yeah you you had to do that yeah and it's uh it's definitely hard too when like i read you posted about the momentum thing the momentum thing you were saying you had oh, like, yeah. a, like a hard upbringing yeah, sort of deal. yeah so again outside in it <laughs> seems like you and cruzy and those boys yeah. it seemed like what i guess i've just put two two and two together in a way of like when you said that and then you've got i always know how tight you guys have been yeah it's like were you do you feel like you were almost raised by like those boys yeah in a, sure. in a way 
And like, what was it with your upbringing that was like that sort of tough deal? Oh man. Uh, well, strictly just off watching that documentary, you don't really hear. And <clears throat> I, I know that a lot of surfers, a lot of good surfers, have harsh upbringings, but you don't really hear people's stories, especially people's story that you admire. Yeah. So when I when I was sat down and watched that documentary, I was like, holy shit, we've all had so like such similar like upbringings. I was like, I fucking feel like I'm part of the momentum gen- generation. Like, yeah. if I was in their time, I would be in this movie. That's how I felt. Um, yeah, I just just kind of, I guess you're a product of your environment. And uh, yeah, I was a harsh upbringing. So like with that harsh upbringing, I don't think I would be here where I am today. If you didn't have If I didn't tests. have that, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. And which so- is Which is a scary thought because now I've got a son and I can do all I can to dude right yeah it, this is yeah this is like the double ended sword theory yep. like I'm like fuck like I had enough I'm not gonna say I had a crazy hard upbringing but I, I it was somewhat difficult um uh I'm like fuck though all those tests made me who I am what's it gonna be like for my son who doesn't have to go through that yeah like, cause you every every great athlete their backstory is all it's generally pretty gnarly and damaging like their their upbringing is pretty insane mm. and you think about like from like the lebrons michael jordan's like everyone had fucking Look at what mick had to go through yeah dude. mick like fucking it's in every sport like basically the top like athletes have had fucking crazy upbringings i can't really even name some off the top of my head who haven't mm. can you no i mean it, it it's hard to think who I mean golfers that's I mean, really like the only but that's like that speaks to that like yeah, that's true. an elitist sport true and those are the only athletes that do good but you look at like I mean hey I gotta I gotta piss real quick yeah yeah just go out the um, out the door we'll okay, sorry. Pause shit. yeah oh, I gotta piss <laughs> I can I can squirm that piss was like one eighth orgasm. <laughs> Wait, how good do they feel sometimes? That, when you, just, you know when you, your teeth start floating. Oh, my teeth start floating. My like eyes start watering up. <laughs> Comes on quick. Yeah, that did, man. I'm super hydrated though. That's why. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, ah, this fucking rookie podcast rookie being smashing that shit. I know, dude. Oh, that's fucking funny. Um, yeah, probably like you know, dude. Actually, you know who does have privileged fucking upbringings that are top who yeah but wakeboarders you just, okay fucking harley yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like fuck his work ethic is pretty i was next gonna level. say like you know what is the the end of that spectrum yeah is when you get those kids that have such privileged upbringings in a way yeah um they oftentimes have to deal with like really full-on parents yeah and then they're going through that struggle yeah so it's like they're almost you either get the guy that's like crazy talented and well like look at like a i don't know maybe like a medina like he's always had no but they i guess they were pretty poor and stuff but i guess like the father thing of like when you've got those parents that are just like super super involved yeah it's almost like you get that level of talent and then you sort of have to deal with the, or navigate those weird relationships that come with like your father or your parents like yeah. putting everything into it and yep. then there's pressures there and you either fold from that pressure or yeah. that pressure then propels you on to be like great in a way and that's where i always like 
struggle in my mind of like, I think about that with how the fuck do I like raise my child so he's just he shares the same values as I do mm. like I don't want him to uh, I don't want him to uh, you know experience anything that I've experienced there are things that you know obviously surfing and whatnot but like I yeah I'm like that always scares me as a parent I'm like it's good though that you'll admit that because I mean I've brought it up to guests on here yeah and I like know their kids and shit yeah and I think the same stuff I'm like fuck man like yeah what are you gonna do like to make sure your kid's not a little fucking asshole yeah because like so Kerry Hart yeah his daughter his daughter Willow she works at the shows she works backstage how old is she she's like 11 or 10 or something <laughs> like that but they pay her oh okay yeah they give her like 20 bucks a show or whatever yeah and then they're touring every night so she's getting like 20 bucks a night which yeah. is good cash for an 11 year old yeah i know but it's like he even him because he had like a fucking crazy upbringing dude like yeah. he struggled hard and so did she yeah and then they come together and it's like she's one of the biggest fucking stars on planet earth yeah and then they've got these kids that are like living in private jets and yeah in like all these five-star uh hotels Crazy shit, and, yeah. you know so it's like it's that balance but he said that he makes sure that she works and she just doesn't get shit that she doesn't need unless it's out of that money that she earns on the road that's f- good parenting right there yeah and it's like i feel like you can do it so i mean on your end it's like it's possible yeah 100 percent. but it's, it's, it's possible. something that i think people aren't always cognizant of yeah and then i mean it would be hard like i knew the sacrifices my parents made for yeah. me like we didn't have a lot of money and it was like uh i knew yeah. how hard it was yeah so i think it does make you appreciate yeah. that kind of stuff um so i think it's like being aware of the effect you can have on your parent by just giving and giving and giving yeah because that's your instinct right fuck that's our instinct right now i've i've actually been pretty like aware of it i'm like he has so much shit that he doesn't need mm-hmm. <laughs> like you go out and you buy these like organic fucking toys like you know no chemicals da, 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 and he'll throw it to the side and he'll just go and pick off a lid off like one of our containers and you'll play for that for two hours i'm like fuck like what are we doing what are we doing like (laughs) this is silly yeah and it like yeah like that like i was saying that was my like some of my biggest fears were like raising him to just be a good human yeah i mean uh and have have a good work ethic yeah i think um yeah it's a legitimate concern like i see it in my friends and i've seen it in you know a lot of different situations but i think that the people that let it happen are just the ones that aren't really aware of it or they're they're aware and then they're sort of like pushing it to the side a little bit yeah speaking from someone that has fucking jujitsu mats in his garage (laughs) and studio and no child like here i am dishing out (laughs) parenting advice oh man it is gonna be a rude awakening when you have kids i'm like i'm sort of not in a bad way though it's just in a fucking confusing way yeah like every it's like you throw you're thrown into the deep end of life fucking just swim just don't sink that's basically it yeah that's what it feels like it's the thing though with me is like i know how selfish i am yeah right now and that's the thing is like do i really want to give up all of this freedom but then i talk to people like you and you talk to everybody that that has a kid and they're just yeah. like fuck your life doesn't even start till you have a kid that's basically it man the 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 like pure love that you could have for something that you create 
it's you can't replicate it and mm. it's like the feelings you go through with like in the transition to parenthood like you can't describe it's a love like no other it's pretty crazy it's a very like spiritually bonding connection you'll have with your family like with your partner and your child once the child is brought into your life mm. and do you think then that because i believe in accountability yeah over everything yeah and in terms of getting performance out of yourself as a human yeah i think that when you've got um something to be accountable for that you can't get around there's no excuses there's no you can't intellectualize a way around (laughs) it you know yeah because i think that's what i've done in the past is like the shit that i've done that hasn't worked i've just found a way to like intellectualize my way around the accountability of that situation yeah and then you can make it not matter but i think a child that you have created you can't get if you're a fucking decent human yeah you can't get around the uh, accountability of like having to perform and care for that child 100 percent 100 percent like you there's yeah there's no ifs ands or buts like you you're accountable for a human's life like and it's so much bigger than your own Mm. so yeah it's like you said like fuck there's no way around it I'm excited for the um, because like you just said one thing like I don't want him to do this I don't want him to do like don't want him to be in this entitled brat sort of style yeah but it's like I think about the shit people that there are in the world right now that you encounter on a day to day basis it's like you've got a chance as a young dude with a super cool partner Mm -hmm. to create a fucking superhuman yeah really yeah like that's you you have a chance to mould this kid yeah I mean obviously he's genetics he's gonna have good genetics in terms yeah. of like his mental capacity yeah. and like what his parents are capable yeah. of he's gonna be in a secure income family yeah so it's like you've got a chance to, to give this kid every single tool that these fucking people that you run into in a, in life in a daily basis that are just Can't, shit cunts yeah. <laughs> you know you've got a chance to like mold a human into like a really special person yeah and i think that's probably the thing that excites me in yeah. a way is like everyone always says like ah oh, the world's this and that yeah. it's like dude you get it like think of the advantage you can give your kid yeah by just like giving him tools and fucking making him you know do sports like making him think critically for himself giving him responsibilities like all these yeah. tools that you can do as a good active parent to like create a fucking superhero yeah true yeah man my whole philosophy before that is just creating a good human before you create a good athlete or whatever they want to be mm. um yeah we have all the tools and resources i guess but again i just feel like there's like some weird uh like i don't know something pulling me towards like i don't want to mold him into whatever he doesn't want to be yeah like i don't know when that age will come where he's like fuck i want to be i want to be a dentist or something i'm like fuck i don't care you can just be the happiest but i feel like you're just already there bro (laughs) like honestly (laughs) i feel like you're already no but these are just some of the thoughts i have yeah but it's like if you are thinking about that to that level now it's like it would be quite hard to like yeah how are you no, gonna, you're not gonna miss the fucking signs like you're su- yeah, you're yeah. worried about the signs yeah you know and i don't i think that it's very <laughs> obvious what someone does and doesn't want to do yeah, if you're true. aware of like yeah you no, know, you're, the, yeah. you know the signs and, and shit like that i get and yeah. like you you know you can like jackson dorian 
Yeah. That kid wants to surf. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, that's like someone who I'm hugely inspired by is Shane Dorian and just how he's dealt with everything from his, you know, his upbringing to his, you know, his, um, uh, you know, his competitive career to just like the transition. My, my biggest thing that I admire is his transition after comp- competition yeah. is like how he's just like constructed himself around like, you know, things that he absolutely loves mm. and his family. Like it, it's the coolest thing in the world and see like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I don't know how loaded he, he probably is. Like he's probably very financially, up, yeah. Yeah, he'd be pretty financially secure, but it doesn't, it's, it just seems like he's so, uh, so content with what he's got, like his family, his surroundings, his waves, and he's just like, he's he's captured in love. I don't know. He's just surrounded. He's just surrounded his like his little tribe with love. It's yeah. so cool, and I could see that. I could feel it. Yeah, and no, I think that dude, that's a guy that's in your exact position. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and he's raised a dope little kid. Yeah, but I I think that it. It is hard in what we were saying before in like the world we're living in. Yeah, that's it's what I mean. Like, it's a different world to what it was when, you know, it's so weird to say when we were growing up. But it true, fucking but, is. Hey, yeah. yeah. It's so different. It is so fucking different. The phones, bro. Like that's oh, the thing. man. That you, I think that's the thing that. Oh, I fucking hate my phone, man. Yeah. I, I, I hate that how much I need it. Yeah. It's so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Like fr- from like 7am As soon as like I get out of bed It's just like this weird reaction To check my phone Dude it is It's and Yeah and I'm aware of it too I'm mm. like God I like grab my phone And I'm like Press the flick up And then Instagram button ah, What am I doing Yeah like, it's like a, It's a fucking drug Like yeah. it really is There's yeah. a pull to it eh Yeah I've almost felt like Just fucking thro- Launching my phone Off the balcony It's funny though Because for me I would use um, so like I got a personal Instagram yeah. and then I got the Gypsy Tales one yeah. and before I started the podcast I'd like post stories and I'd yeah. like post photo and now I don't really post stuff yeah. on it that much yeah, like okay. um, really at all like you'd have to go it's like every couple of weeks where there's something yeah. where I'm like I feel like I probably should do that yep. but before it was like a regular thing yeah, I'd I be you. like posting photos and then this thing came along and then it, it's almost like it wasn't until I experienced like a heavy volume of people yeah. that will follow and will message and the sheer amount of like people listening on iTunes yeah. and you you get aware of like an extreme end of it. Yeah, I gotcha. And now it makes me want to pull like, well, it has made me pull back personally off it. Yeah. Because where I'm like, oh, fuck, that's And weird. now you're more focused on the, the business side of G- Gypsy Tales. Yeah. And it's like, but it, you have to do that. Yeah. So now there's this thing of where, like, I have to do it. And yeah. I couldn't pull the plug. I could pull the plug on my personal one. Yeah. But again, it's like, I'm not using it. Yeah. But it's so. funny that it took me to be on an I, extreme yeah, 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 end yeah, yeah. of it. I get to you. realize. So yeah. if for the average person that uses it all the time, yeah. that they probably won't reach a and not it's not like i've got a fucking million followers or yeah. anything like that but you do reach a, an unnormal level yeah of it and then you're like oh this is probably something i just shouldn't do at all yeah but now <laughs> i'm in a position where it's like that that needs to happen yeah, but yeah. i never i didn't need it instagram before i started yeah but this. now you're in this position you kind now of now i realize are you on your phone a lot yeah i'm on my phone a lot with it just works shit yeah. though you yeah. know but I really don't 
look at a lot of stuff. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm not like scrolling and I've got back into reading. Yeah, that's good. Like a lot. So <sighs> that's one thing I really w- want to do. Dude, you just got to find the right book, man. Like I'm I reading, um, I'm reading this book called Sapiens. Yeah. And it's like the, it's, it's a pretty thick book, but it's like the complete guide to human history. Whoa. So it literally starts like big bang to now. That's a fucking worm. That's a wormhole. Yeah. It's fucking incredible though. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because so much stuff makes sense now to me. And I've always tried to be quite up on different things and I feel like I would be well read in like certain aspects, but this has blown me out of the water. Like there's so much stuff that I just didn't know. Even the way, like the biggest thing, bro, is how like where religion came from because oh here we go we're gonna dive down this we don't have to we don't, we don't have to <laughs> we, yeah let's not go down religion but we will but it's um oh not into beliefs and stuff okay, but it's okay, just okay. interesting to see where it's come from yeah okay so i like the problem is and this is what has given me it's like a cool perspective i've got from reading this book okay. is that we only ever really judge like a situation based on how long we've existed yeah Unless you really know, like even going back 30 years or 40 yeah. years or like you hear what your grandpa said about when he was alive. Yeah. That's really like the only kind of time frame that you get to like look at things. Yeah. But if, if you can look at something from like three, four hundred thousand years and yeah. then you can see the change because like the big thing is like I'm, I'm reading this book as that Christchurch thing happened. Oh, and it's like so fucking heavy yeah. that that went down and then you Crazy, think that huh? oh it was fucking yeah like maybe one of the worst things we've sort of had to go through in recent memory yeah 100% since and, Port uh, Port Arthur yeah really, yeah, yeah. but Port I just think Port Arthur was just like some fucking psycho That's and obviously weird. this guy's a psycho as well yeah but this is so motivated by like very disturbing yeah. beliefs yeah and they're wrong yeah like and this is one of the things like i don't know where you sit on this idea but like people saying like i don't think you should show his name or his face in terms of just give the dude notoriety Mm -hmm. but i think people should be encouraged to like he wrote a manifesto it's like 72 pages who the 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 shooter i started reading it and everyone when was it before or after uh he posted it like the day he did it okay shit so it's like and everyone's like don't read this delete the links blah, blah. but it's like all right well i wanted to read it because i wanted to understand the headspace you would have to be in to do something like to that to kill 50 fucking people in a church you know and defenseless people yeah it's oh, fucked it up. was gnarly yeah dude. and you know everyone's saying like don't read this don't read that but to me i, I started reading i haven't read all of it yeah but like just in the first couple of paragraphs or like his whole thing is like in uh by 2100 there'll be no white people left in australia because of like crossbreeding and shit like that and it's like bro when you and it's, it just was weird to me when I've, i started reading this book yeah and it's like there were six species of humans essentially yeah. on the world and we're the only ones left yeah as, as homo sapiens and then the we all come from the same thing the only reason we have different skin color or you know look different is because we just went to different regions of the world that yeah. had different climates like we're the same fucking <laughs> yeah. thing like yeah. there is Our no white people yeah, there 100%. is no white people yeah. there's fucking there's 
no Asian people. <coughs> there's just humans that look different because of where the fuck they grew up. Exactly. And now the th- the thing that happened is like we got segregated and we had these little worlds that we inhabited yeah. and we didn't really know about like you if you lived in Australia before the internet yeah. or before exploration you don't know that there's Russia you yeah. don't know what those people look like yeah. that person is never going to breed with this person you're never going to get a half cast yeah. Australian Russian dude yeah. and it's like that's the mentality that this dude's in yeah is that we're separate and it's like if you understand all of it it's like at some point yes dude there will be no white people yeah but who gives a fuck yeah it's not how it's supposed to be yeah it's not like this whole thing it's not this, the be all end all yeah this yeah. fucking world we're on just keeps turning and you're gonna live to be what 80 years old yeah and then you're gonna fucking die yeah and, and that's it the world it. keeps turning yeah. this this whole thing this like cultural ride we're on yeah and it's like his thing of like the white people the fact that there's going to be no white people by 2100 to me that doesn't matter yeah and it's like that's just this cultural thing in in his head that well, he's like, like attached a belief to yeah color is nothing like you, yeah you, you you peel you, you take the skin off our bodies we're all the exact same and if you if you were born we're in africa you same. would be black for a reason yeah because you're in the fucking, fucking sun, sun. Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna die yeah. you're gonna die it's our like, bodies adapt to yeah. whatever we're around i was reading something i don't know how true it is but if we were to be you know it you know um if like if we had centuries of humans being born near the water or, or on the water would eventually adapt to have gills and basically basically become mermans and mer- mermaids i don't know if that's true but i'm like our that's bodies the way have, it goes though. yeah but that's our bodies are so strange that i feel like we adapt to everything yeah like they're fucking superhuman yeah. you break a bone it fucking heals scratch yourself it heals like it's it's there I, I feel like it possibly could happen and well, goes, you, yeah. you think about um so like the there, there was one spider or some something that that i was i was actually listening to it on a podcast and it's like now it's it's called like a scorpion spider or something and it's got like this tail or the coloration and like how nature works is there's like this one thing that has like a bit of a different yeah deal and that is either good for their survival and reproduction or it's bad if it's bad for their survival they die if it's good for their survival they breed they pass on that gene yeah and it's like over and over and over that gene gets replicated it's just this constant mutation yeah but then it's like in our world as we exist looking at it we just go oh yeah that's that spider yeah okay but in you know 300 years ago it was a completely different thing that was a fucking outcast weirdo freak one of yeah so it's like you just can't look at life in the context of time as you everything's gonna continue to evolve Yeah. yeah and I think that I just think that when it comes to especially that Christchurch thing, it's like, you know, people say with immigration and it's like, that is an issue, but it's yeah. like, that's an issue of our time now. Yeah. Eventually that issue will get solved. Yeah. Like, I think people like to look at it as like this linear thing where it's yeah. like, if it doesn't, we, we're just unlucky that yeah. we're born in the time where we haven't figured out that problem yet. Yeah, I gotcha. But there was a time where we lived where we hadn't figured out money yet yeah and we were paying for shit in sacks of barley and fucking potatoes <laughs> and then the people like those yeah. people dealt with that problem thinking that it might never get solved yeah but now we just give someone four dollars fifty and they yeah. give us a latte yeah so it's like it, it's just it's a problem of your time it's not necessarily this I, I guess what i'm trying to say is like 
it's not a reason to kill 50 people. Yeah, 100%. It's a problem of our time. Yeah. And we, there are problems constantly. Yeah. And you'll solve this one and then it'll lead to a new one. And yeah. It's, it's just sad that uh, someone would think that the solution to a problem that is only it's specific killing. to our time is killing 50 yeah. people, you know? But for me, I think it was why I think the whole reading thing is cool is because like just that one book helped me understand that situation better yeah. i feel like it helped me deal with the situation better i could yeah. understand and almost have sympathy for a person that would be that fucked up yeah and was that uneducated and that wrong about something yeah and then you're just like ah that dude needed Do you reckon help? there was something like uh he was i don't know neurologically impaired or something or he just seemed like he was a normal dude like it just bro, people can get radicalized man yeah like you think about um like let's say a vegan thing yeah how fucking radicalized are some <laughs> vegans <laughs> yeah it's it's true and you wouldn't say that someone that would um i'm sure a vegan has beat someone up over an argument about i'm being sure there has so well another another good topic is donald trump 100 <laughs> percent. yeah so people get i think it's way easier for people to get radicalized yeah than what people think yeah. and i think that it's easy to say that there's something wrong with them yeah but it's like is there something wrong with them? Yeah, you just don't or it's know. it's like, it is just That's, easy. Yeah. Because yeah, look, again, vegan, just yeah. eating a plant-based diet. Some people can get so, so psychotically... <laughs> yeah. But then you can get yeah, people like yourselves yeah. that it's like, it's just a fucking normal thing. And yeah. I think that's like even the Muslim thing. And that's what people say is like, oh, well, look how normal most of us are. Yeah. But, you know, you can't just say like they're some fucking weird crazy yeah, you, person yeah it's like i know when there's just been it's, it's a particular topic that would just divide them from the rest mm. that they have very strong beliefs on yeah so and i think that um it's just that they're the one they get like manifested yeah the most because there is so much sort of like tension in it yeah. but dude in this book it was saying that um so it went from like the roman times to yeah. then uh like catholicism was like the um main religion so yeah. like in the Roman times, they worshipped, like, a ton of gods. Yeah. So there was literally a time where it was so normal to worship yeah. the god of fertility, the god of rain, the god of lightning, yeah. the god of war, all these different gods. How crazy would it have been if you told those people that, like, in the year whatever, they're just going to believe in one god? Yeah. And then these two people, these two factions of religions that believe in just one god, they're yeah. just going to kill each other forever. Yeah, 100%. Or people that believe in the same god, but written in a different way yeah will kill each other yeah they would be like get the fuck out of here zeus yeah. would never let that happen <laughs> yeah exactly you know I mean? yeah 100 so, so it's just again it's like a problem of the time yeah so you just can't get crazy wrapped up and think like that the solution is is or is going to be right now like you just you don't even see solutions to that kind of shit no like there's never what just is like a, a solution yeah there is no instant solution and it's just it, everything just takes yeah. time it's like we might just be those unlucky motherfuckers that grew up when you didn't have coins and you couldn't just go and buy something yeah like that was a problem to them yeah so but that was a fucking weird tangent <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just cool like yeah no. re reading has sort of been something that i've used to replace social media that's fucking in a really way cool so I, I wish i could do that too dude it's so strange i'm saying i wish i could read a book it's fucking that's weird like i should I, I should i'll literally buy this book for you dude no i, I, I am i am it's like i i read a few books uh 
the hard thing about now specifically time. is just finding the time. Like well, you're usually, on planes, bro. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't been lately, yeah. but yeah, a hundred percent. And usually, if I am on a plane, it's probably the hardest time as well. If yeah. I'm with my child, yeah, okay, he's bouncing off the walls, man. Mm, that's different for you. Then. <laughs> yeah. What what I've been doing? So because I was the same, I'd get up and I'd get in the scroll hole, and then it's like all of a scroll. sudden, it's like twenty five minutes. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was not twenty five minutes. Yeah. But uh, so what I'll do, I basically, if we've posted something and I like want to see how it's doing, yeah, then I will, I'll look at like the YouTube app and mm-hmm. just see where shit's at. And then if there's like DMs, I try, I do try and get back to people that are like yeah. genuinely good people that want to like. I so, try and do that as well. So I'll do that. And then I get up, I make a coffee yeah, and then I will drink, however long it takes me to drink my coffee is how long I'll read for. Like no TV, no nothing. That's sick. Let the dog out for a piss. Yeah. And then he'll just, I feed him, he'll sit on the couch and then I do my coffee and, and yeah. a book. And then, and the other thing too that I've been doing that has been really good yeah. is reading every day, even if it's just one page. So like... Dude, when I do that, I read one page, I'll forget it, have to reread it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just go, just read the same page if you have to. Yeah. And like, I'll even go back like half a page. Yeah, Alana does the same thing too, man. The amount of times I've seen her, seen her read the same page, like yeah. reading for me, especially at bedtime, it's like melatonin. It's like a yeah, sleeping just, pill. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I read, like, yeah, I read the title of the book and I'm like drowsy. That's you know? good though. Yeah. Because it's, what. what's the other option? Like lay awake or get on your phone, you know? Yeah. So, but well, yeah. Well, definitely go on Instagram for exactly, another hour dude. when you're so in bed. fuck that off. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not reading, dude. I'm just going to stay on Instagram forever. Yeah. <laughs> the gram is life. The gram is life. <laughs> but yeah, that's like last night was a perfect example. I read one page and, and I, was like, out. I was like, see ya. Yeah. But I have a lot of trouble sleeping. Yeah. So for me, that is a good thing. And then the phone's off and it's like on yeah. the floor and away. But yeah, it was just a matter of, again, it like, fuck, it's easy for me to say as a dude with no kids. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, you know, 20 minutes early, like whatever you can do, yeah. just get, steal that little bit of time. But then like all the flight, all the flights I've done recently has been with, Pretty sick. with books and stuff. Yeah. That's why that, like I, with, with this journey that I, like, like the tour events is something that I'm definitely going to try and focus on is reading. Yeah. I got a few good books that have been handed to me that are, they're like, Oh, you got to read these. And I'm like, sick. That's one goal is yeah. to try and finish at least one book in my travels. Yeah, dude, for sure. And it's just, again, just one page a day. It, yeah. Or like, even if it's not a page, it's just like, it just becomes again, like that yeah. accountability thing. Like, fuck, I just, I got to read at least one thing, even if I reread or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's been good for me. That's cool. I, I got inspired by a full like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, uh, he was doing like some, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing a, uh, like a, um, inspirational talk. And he was oh, talking, yeah. have you heard that? No, I've seen it shared around. A and bunch, the one so. he's like, if you read one hour a day about history, just one hour a day, a whole year. You'll yeah. yeah. Obviously, you'll you'll have read three hundred and sixty-five hours, and yeah. you'll know so much more about history. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that does sound pretty cool. Arnold, you're right. Arnold, you're right, dude. <laughs> but we're not all freaking Iron Men like you. And you, you, I don't know. He, but that was really cool. I was like, yeah, that's sick. That's something I would really love to do. Just be a little bit more knowledgeable on things that have happen in current events like it just it makes it so much easier yeah. to understand shit because i feel like that's where outrage comes from because like right now we're living it's outrage culture like yeah heavy agree, heavy yeah. outrage yeah. culture like and then everyone can just lash out like 
fuck you, bro. the Trump, oh, yeah, the Trump yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, I would say that is like the Trump era. Yeah. Because I was still there when the Trump thing was going down. Like when he was running. Oh, you were in yep. Temecula. Yeah. Oh, that no, one. I was in oh, LA at this it. point. Yeah. Oh, I don't even care. If it's not Temecula, I don't care. Nah, bro, it got worse because <laughs> I was traveling and we'd follow the series and it goes like Tennessee and fucking like we yeah. were Texas. We were just backwards, bro. And it was all anyone was talking Texas, about. yeah. And like... Yeah, it, that we live in that outrage culture, but I feel like now, yeah, like oh, what was the thing I saw the other day? Shit, oh, the fucking, you know, you see those things that get shared on Facebook, and th- this is what it was. It was the black giraffe. You remember that picture went around of like the chick with the gun and the dead black giraffe? Have you seen that thing shared around on Facebook? The dead black giraffe? No, yeah. I haven't seen that. But is that is is it like a, a meme of some sort? No, no, no. no it's, it's like actual- a news article. Okay. So like Disclose TV or BuzzFeed or whatever. So they'll post it as like, oh, this woman just killed a rare black giraffe. Oh, and yeah. it's like, so I saw it probably three years ago and then yeah. I saw it again yesterday from like a different news source. Yeah. But they're just like trying to bait people and like get this outrage. But when I saw it originally, like a couple of years ago, I was like, fuck that's like pretty gnarly and then i like read into it and then because like hang on was it an actual black giraffe no, or did the thing was just old as fuck yeah so i like, was like hey, is there such thing as black giraffes that's what they're trying to say yeah, yeah. they're oh, like okay. this rare endangered black giraffe but the thing was just super old yeah so and like adam greentree's been on the podcast so yeah. he's like the bow hunter dude yeah so i've got like really into that and then listening to like shane dorian and those boys yeah, sort yeah. Of talk about it so i went i was like anti-hunting at the start and then yeah. i went down that rabbit hole and yeah. i got knowledge yeah and i'm like oh that's okay it's what they're doing is actually like a good thing yeah i gotcha so anyway you you read into this giraffe thing and it's like they're just killing this fucking the old giraffes for money and then the tribe gets the money and it's like that's how they live and it's like i can't really fucking hate on them for that there's like a million giraffes in africa yeah but then it's like these like buzzfeed or whoever the fuck's posting it they're trying to make something out of nothing Nothing. and get like this clickbait i feel like everyone does but it comes from so many new so many news sources do that. I know, but you're educated enough to know that there's no such thing as a fucking black giraffe. Well, fuck, I'm gullible enough to believe it. Just then, I was like, "Is there a black giraffe?" But at least you thought about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So people don't even think about They're it. They're just bro. probably like, "God damn, black giraffe!" Yeah, outrage, 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 outrage. Yeah, outrage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so again, it's like that's where I think that whole like reading thing comes yeah. in because you really can't fucking trust anything you yeah. read these days on any of those sites or anything like that yeah that's uh, actually a very hard thing in itself is find non-biased information about anything Mm. anything from yeah well the thing i think all genres of life i mean it's not like books are totally uh foolproof in that respect but it's like it's so much easier to write a blog than publish a fucking book yeah that is sitting on a shelf yeah so it's like I agree there's a lot more work that goes into something yeah like a book so if what do you, what do you think sources, about older books where they didn't have they weren't persuaded by anything uh, due to I don't know just social social media like do you, do you like would you trust an older book over a current book I don't know or a newer book or like it depends what um, I guess that, what it was on though yeah, you yeah know? true yeah, so it, like, it, it does matter about the topic but I guess like I guess if a book was published say like, what 15 years ago mm. I guess there'd be less influence influence yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, on that what that, per- that person was actually writing about you know what else is a bit sketchy too at the moment is how many like self-help books are out there yeah and like 
there's definitely a weird culture of people and this is like true on instagram like the whole fitspo thing like hashtag fitspo like yeah that people just doing something again like for the gram or whatever yeah that there's like an industry in that now and so i bought the that book the subtle art of not giving a fuck and like i don't don't lie to everyone you bought the fitspo book i bought everything (laughs) (laughs) but uh i read like a, a few pages of it and i was like oh okay this is this is like i see what's going on here you know and i think there's a lot of people that like to spend time being getting motivated yeah you know and there's like an a culture and an industry around that yeah and i think that's like a its own little world that you've got to like learn to navigate as well yeah in a way yeah because it's just like how many books on motivation do you need to read before you actually, actually have just, motivation yeah. it seems like you're only motivated yeah. to get motivation <laughs> like, that's so weird but it's so true man how many people have like a bookshelf or like a fucking kindle or just honestly just have the rock on loop that's <laughs> Dude, all you gotta do even that shit i'm sort of starting to not like it's he's like, so motivational it's almost too motivational but it, the prop, it steers yeah. you away you're like fuck I can never do that I can't, like, be, you. I can't be you dude you wear like freaking 30 kilo chains around your neck everywhere dude he's a fucking straight savage and he's not young either eh he's how like old is 40 he? how old is the rock he's I reckon 44 43 what are you saying 45 Oh, Whoa. he's nearly 50. Holy shit. Okay, this might stun me. How old is Kelly Slater? 44? How old is Kelly? No, I know the, I know the answer know. to this. Bring that yeah. closer. I know the answer to that. You can bring. You can sit wherever no, you want. No, I'm just like kind of floating around. <laughs> How old is Kelly? This will shock you. I text Kelly to come on the podcast and no response. Really? I'm putting him on blast right now. Yeah. He's responded before over yeah. a lot of other topics. Just not, really? Not the podcast. Come on, Kelly. I don't know. Get him on here. Maybe he'll be inspired by you. Maybe. Hopefully. That'd be cool. 47. I know that. And still such a beast. He's 20 years old. Is he? I think he's turning 48 too. Just February 11th. Oh, he just turned 47. 47. Yeah. Okay, cool. So he's exactly 20 years older than me. That is insane. And you're going to be surfing heats against him. Yep. That's a fucking trip to think That's about. That's fucking weird, man. He was, he was, I, th- I think he won his first world, world title in 1992. What year are you born? 1992. That's How weird crazy. is that? That's like. And he's still fucking dominating. Who like is he better is, than him in sport ever? Oh, I've had this argument so many times. Who is better than Kelly? Uh, so when you break you, it, for you, break it down. The top. Yeah, he well he has to be. You put it in logistics, like you put it in. in if, if you just put it in uh, like terms where every single sport, it, well, a lot of team based, a lot of individual based. Um, he's won eleven world titles. No one's basically gone double digits. Even, even Tom Brady, who's mm, the six, greatest six, six, yeah, and he's got a team with him. You know, like he's not doing everything by himself. Like he. Yeah, to me, Kelly is the greatest, like, not only surfer, but athlete of all time. 11 fucking world titles over so many different generations of surfing. And in it's a sport that changed so much. much. And basketball he's the, he, is fucking still basketball. Yeah, he's at the forefront of surfing today. Even Opposed to when I was born, he was smashing it then. He's still dominating now. Like, 
there is still places where I feel like he could go unbeaten. Like Chopu, freaking Fiji, um, Pite, obviously, yeah. He's still the hardest guy. Still, at 47 years old. There was a point where I was like, come on, Kelly. Like, hang it up. up. Yeah, man. Like, you're the man. Like, you you don't need to keep doing this. And now I'm like, fucking don't ever stop. Like, don't ever stop. If I will be bummed when he retires because oh. he's done it for so long. Everyone's like, oh, it would have been cool to see him retire after he won. But then I went through his transition. We're like, no, I want to see him fucking still keep smashing generation after generation. All these like elite surfers. But do you know why you want to see him still doing that? Because he fucking can and he <laughs> yeah, probably no. will he will that's, yeah 100% that's, that's why Like that's why I'm like I'm all for it I'm like thing, don't the thing yeah. is like Michael Jordan yeah. you're like dude stop 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 yeah, stop yeah, yeah. because you know he can't keep doing it yeah and it will be yeah. this slight true but fucking Kelly can fucking Kelly he can and he will like he'll he'll come back like dude, how badass is it that he's on the QS right now I mean he probably got paid bank to do that really event. yeah probably oh to do that event to do that spe- he's not on the qs he yeah, just did okay, that okay. specific one event like i'm just one buying off. the hype bro I'm yeah just on the hype train. I'm kelly's, on yeah you're starting hype. to rumor yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. Yeah. kelly's on the qs <laughs> no um no he would have probably got paid a lot of money to do that and then as he should as he should seeing he's the greatest athlete of all time yeah um i think the other the the argument for the other best athlete of all time is tiger woods how? Yeah. It's Kelly and Tiger. And I think that would be like the only one you could like argue is better because for what Tiger Woods did in his career and like he just won last year again yeah. at the top level. And yeah. like, but they draw so many parallels, like individual sport, you're dealing with the weather as well as the competition. I like know how to end this changes. debate though. How do we end it? Because if you were to make both of those guys switch sports Kelly, Kelly would, would probably smoke it <laughs> Kelly's a scratch golfer yeah I know he'd dude. probably actually give Tiger some problems in golf he's got that old school Mo Norman swing yeah, and just so, fucking kills it yeah dude, he wins Kelly's played, he wins Kelly's played St. Andrews and didn't he smash it didn't he play really good yeah I think he did play pretty good I mean Fuck, that's like, hey, Tiger, come surf pipe, second reef. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Here's a helmet for your troubles. Yeah, here's a helmet for your troubles, yeah. We'll give you an inflatable vest, like, you know? Uh-uh. That's how you solve the issue right there. Yeah, that's I, true. That would actually be a really funny... That'd be a fun day. Yeah, if you go, okay, let's solve this problem, because they're still, like, really dominant in their sports, you guys should fucking have a game of golf and then a surf-off for who's the greatest athlete of all time. And like some kind of like remedial amount of money. Yeah, they like probably would seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. What didn't didn't they just play for? Like, didn't him oh, and him Phil and Nicholson? Phil Nicholson played for like how twenty much mil. Was, that? was, was it, it twenty mil? mil? Not sure, but how's this? Four years ago, Kelly Slater shoots eleven hundred part. What? At Pebble Beach. Oh my Fuck off. god! Where does it say that? No, it's stats probably fine. Dude, no, Kelly is that good. So no, I know. That's he's how fucked up. A friend, a really and good friend. And he's also of mine. pretty good at jujitsu. Dude, I know. Yeah, he's he's still a white belt, but he'd be like again because he hasn't 
gone to enough classes. I, yeah, I think he's... Have he, you rolled him? No, I haven't. I want to so bad. Fuck, we should all just get together in the fucking dojo one day. That would be so freaking funny. How sick would it be to roll Kelly Slater? It'd be cool. It'd be... I would, like, You'd yeah, fuck that, him up, though. Uh, or is he uh, just a wizard at that? Like, I, I don't know, dude. He's the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, true. Doesn't matter how good you think you are. Over, he he's the greatest you athlete. In some weird ass loop choke that dude, you didn't he'd be, see coming. Yeah, yeah. Or he's got like crazy, weird, freaking greatest of all time strength. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know. He's got he's got, he's got old man. He's got strength. goat strength. He's got old man strength and best ever of all time strength yeah. combined into one. And I've only got million. dad strength. Like it can only take you so far. Yeah, you just got dad bod strength. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he um a friend of mine plays golf with him quite a lot. Yeah. And he's and he says too that like the the heckle level and like the mind games and everything like that is like the same deal. It's probably like what's taken him so far in surfing, because I feel like those two sports are like mentally are, are Oh yeah. Insane, eh? Yeah. I was actually talking to a friend um the other day and he does jujitsu up in Kansas. He's fucking straight savage yeah. too he's like he'd he'd be easy 40s cunts fucking shredded just jacked oh bro strong as fuck too yeah and um we were talking about the kelly thing because he actually watched the momentum generation and he yeah. didn't know anything about surfing yeah and um and then he was like you know i actually think kelly's a bit of a dick for what he did to the dude with the long hair <laughs> and then i was like oh the machado thing yeah and then i was saying like you're looking at it from your perspective yeah and i was like no disrespect but you're a fucking solid white belt at jiu-jitsu that competes once a year yeah you're talking about a guy that yeah. literally changed the, the entire time. Fucking, fucking sport yeah you know like you can't see competition through his lens no what he must feel when he is going for a world title something that like, no one will ever know and nothing would matter to that dude at that point except for that and 100% like friendship aside you know the thing that they don't elaborate on that movie is like they made such a big scene about that whole like Rob kicking out and the high five the high five thing and Kelly getting priority but the thing with priority is it just means you've got right of way on the next wave mm. and it kind of seemed like there was no wave after that those two waves ridden that yeah, really would have got a score yeah so I mean like it doesn't necessarily matter that he flicked out and got priority it doesn't matter like the three waves that they both uh, caught have probably already been established yeah I think they just kicked out with five minutes to go and Kelly and they both just went out and sat there for five minutes so yeah. it doesn't matter that this I, so that's one thing they didn't really elaborate that was pretty strange in it's the movie it's not sexy though it's not sexy to say that it is sexy to build it up in the way but I think that um, but it was just it was like it seemed like there was such a big uh, like a I don't know they really built that moment up yeah and it, like it, it felt like they were trying to like divide them again yeah into like but it, there was nothing about it like there was and if you look at Rob Machado he's yeah. a dude that lives out of not out of a van, but yeah. he's got his sick fucking van that he takes down to Carlsbad and he surfs it every day, two yeah. foot. Rides, shapes just, his own boards. Yep, solely as fuck. <laughs> and then... So much soul. Like, but then you've got Kelly and it's like, well, there you go. Like, Rob had a sick season and could have won a world title. Kelly won 11. Yep. And it's like, he... he the, what made Rob give Kelly a high five is probably the reason that Kelly has 11 world titles and Rob Machado has yeah. zero in a way. Yeah. It's like he made that decision because that's his personality. Yeah. Like he's that fucking cruisy 
yeah. dope dude that has long hair and just soul surfs yeah. his fucking life but away. That's what I was saying in the movie. They built it up like, oh, he flicked out and gave Kelly a high five and lost priority. Priority's nothing. Yeah. Like, priority's nothing unless you, you take a wave off someone. Like, it, it, Kelly, I, I don't actually know much about that heat. I've seen that exact wave so many times. <clears throat> and it's funny how they tried to build it into something. But unless Kelly did that, stole priority from Rob, went out and was needing a score and then got a score, yeah. then that's a dilemma. I but it seems like that didn't even happen. They just paddled out, yeah. sat there for two and a half minutes, the heat ended, game over, like Kelly beat him. I think though, like from my, um, putting on my like uh, media sports head hat, <laughs> yeah. I think that in that way though, it sort of symbolized surfing losing its innocence. Yeah. Of like everyone's homies no one cares who wins we're just here on the dream tour fucking living it up yeah and then it's like that like people because it had changed already like the kelly era was starting to get momentum and people were taking it more seriously and then you get guys like andy that are growing up wanting to just beat that dude yeah so it's like surfing was changing because of what kelly was doing yeah and i feel like that high five gave everybody in surfing and everybody in the media like one moment this yeah. is where surfing lost its innocence yeah this is the moment because it's like it's hard to fully encapsulate a, yeah. a cultural movement so it's easy to like make kelly was already the poster boy for changing surfing yeah and then that one moment symbolized the whole thing that's I mean, how i that, look at yeah, it yeah 100 percent, and that's Regardless a very deep that's a very deep way to look at it 100 percent, and i can see how the general public would look at it but if you take the rashes off both of those guys you do the exact same thing yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah if i saw you getting spat out of a barrel like and there's two minutes to go in a heat and we both just had the heat of our lives i'd probably sit up in the channel and give you a high five as well yeah especially knowing that priority did nothing after the heat anyway um but yeah I just I, think I, it was a convenient way to like this yeah, is this is yeah, I agree this I is agree. how we this is how we uh, encapsulate how surfing. it would be nice to know exactly what Kelly was thinking like what it was his intentions behind it but again I feel like there was nothing behind it I feel mm. like it was just pure stoke yeah that's how I see it because coming from a competitor standpoint as well I'm like if you understand that what happened after the heat you'll, yeah it's just fuck it's put it simple it just looks like his friend got spat out of a barrel and then he was like yeah you look at him it's not like because they actually saw the clip and he's it's not like he's paddling oh so they were like fully trying to slow-mo it and like yeah and make it have you seen it it makes it look so dramatic yeah but if you see it from the whole it's like as soon as kelly gets his so kelly gets the first wave gets an incredible wave better than rob's wave anyway and comes out, like, just gets so barreled, gets spat out, and he's way firing in the channel. And he kicks out, like, sits on his board and sees Rob on a wave, and he's like, oh, I'm just yeah. going, yes, this is the best thing ever. But it's not like he, like, is paddling and then sees Rob kick out and then he's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, give me a high five. Yeah. It's like, from the get-go, as soon as he pulled out, you see him just Ultimate going, froth. Ultimate froth. Like, this is the sickest thing. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. But you're a nice guy. Yeah, I am. Fuck. <laughs> you're like, Who knows? You're rose-colored glasses. No, I would have ran Kelly over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. It's um, yeah. I mean, I yeah. That's that's just the way that I I look at that. Well, situation you got to you got to have you have you seen the actual footage of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I've seen it before a bunch of times, but 
like obviously have you seen the where it's like back to back where you see his wave him nah, kick out? Oh, I okay. yeah, it yeah a lot of people dude how crazy was Kelly's wave this year at Pipe when he fucking got that full barrel and then you're like oh he's off and then he like comes out of it and oh, he's just yeah. like oh yeah, yeah. I reposted that that oh, was psycho like, I was like that's what, I, that's what I mean about like that's Kelly that's him yeah that, and that was like fucking Kelly he's just a wizard bro and like he's a freaking wizard I don't know there's gotta be some kind of like mental fortitude that that motherfucker has that no one else has like the zone that he would get in and like people talk about flow state and stuff like yeah. that do you believe in flow state like I mean I I, I don't know man it's, there's so many state of minds to be in as a competitor like yeah there's flow states there's there's heaps of states but I feel like with Kelly in particular, like he's just a master of his craft. And yeah. I mean, uh, I think his awareness of everything that he's done has accumulated from his upbringing, which is pretty, which is shown yeah. in the movie. Like all of those guys, like anyone who's successful, um, it's he has this. It would seem like he had this unique way of channeling bad things into yeah. that he's had in his life to making something incredibly positive of it. Yeah. Which is, I don't know if that's the flow state. I wouldn't have a clue, but it's just like he's got this crazy way of channeling things. Yeah. And I think that's the dividing factor. Have you thought about like why you compete and why you surf? Like, because I think for a guy in your position, yeah. it's all you've ever done. And yeah. then obviously, like, if you have the opportunity to be yeah. a professional surfer on the world tour, making yeah. good money, that's what you're going to do. But yeah. Have you thought about like why you do it and why do I surf competitively or like, why do I surf in like general? Why do why do you want to compete and want to win? Like, have you thought about the you know, like you said, Kelly's channeling that upbringing and that energy, and yeah. he, he would. I feel like if you asked yeah. him, he would have like a a, a fairly philosophical reason, and yeah. it would probably be you know the stuff that you've said. Like, yeah. have you? put yourself in that position and, I haven't, and like no. analyzed yourself I have I've never analyzed myself but I do see a lot of similar traits like with him and myself I'm not saying I'm the greatest of all time but sure you <laughs> are you fuck <laughs> I mean you look, know. look at me look at me look at me <laughs> Kelly Tiger maybe me no I'm just kidding whatever dude uh, no like I, I do see a lot of um, similarities in the way um, our upbringings have kind of made us who we are and yeah i i actually after watching that i was like fuck that's a sick thing the sick way of utilizing my anger and frustration like i could try and turn it into something where i could create something really positive of it um mentally i don't like why do i do it uh pretty simple actually i just fucking love doing it yeah it's just simply for the love of surfing like i love being able to display what i can do yeah that's it that's why i do it yeah and i'm i'm gonna keep surfing not competitively but i'm gonna keep surfing even when i finish my competitive career yeah because i freaking love doing it yeah and would it have been what was it about it then that originally got you hooked was it like an escape from everything that was going on um for a lot of people it is for me nah i just actually fell in love with the actual sport yeah like it's so it's it's pretty spiritually connecting to mother nature yeah and i i I don't know there's something about riding a wave that's fucking super cool 
it's a pretty unparalleled yeah. feeling of yeah. like a board and then the the resistance of water pushing <laughs> yeah. back it, and then you can manipulate it yeah like it is a That's, very surreal feeling it is it's very strange I think and it's one I've, of the coolest feelings too. hundred percent. If you have got snowboarding and skating, and and the, it and feels the, powerful. Yeah, and the better you get at it, the the more you love you love those defining things. Like you love how you can manipulate the wave. You love how you know you can understand where to move your body, how to move your body, where you want to be, what places to put your board, like everything. It's, I guess that's a, with every sport though. The better you get, the the more fine it becomes. Yeah, the more like nuanced it is yeah because it's the same uh like well i think about when i like so when i watch you surf like yeah. I, I try surf every day i'm home and there's waves yeah and i'll be get up get down the line if i go too far i'll try yeah. and do a cut back and then that's my wave yeah. and i'm fucking pumped yeah but when i watch guys like you surf yeah it's like the way that you can see the wave and the way it's like you've the data processing of all the waves that you've ridden before you can literally look into the future yeah and like if you think about it like when you're going down the line to hit the lip on like the end section of a wave like yeah. you're literally seeing the future you're, yeah. you know where that wave is gonna be you 100%. know where so it's like yeah, that's, that's a crazy way of putting it but yeah that's super true that's what I was talking to you about earlier was just about um, the instinctual thing mm that's i think what divides you know the top few guys on the tour is the confidence of being in the in the present and then also who's better at like with their instincts i I think that's a huge thing too and with a guy like it's funny because i like just having that conversation with that um mate of mine from training yeah you then i think about so like say you go from the you know kelly changing the sport or whatever yeah and then you go from there it's like who was the next dude that changed it i think you got like the what andy did andy mick and joel yeah and then i think like in recent times it was probably gabrielle the way that he would like paddle people up waves and it seemed like that was almost like a little bit of a a new thing in a way too Mm, i don't think he i for as good as he is, I don't think he's changed anything. Like, he's just been at the forefront of this evolving sport for sure. Mm. I think, if anyone, probably John John, and yeah. maybe Philippe. Yeah, dude, what John John does is fucking crazy. Eh? Yeah, like, but you'd have to think that growing up in Hawaii with that as your backyard is got to do some weird shit to yeah. how you see a wave. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's a weird way to look at it, but I I think for sure like. It definitely like he's got some of the most horrifying waves in his backyard and that's what you're going to grow up with of course you're going to you know <laughs> you're going to be comfortable in like really bad situations and yeah. that's where you see him thrive of course he's got every trick in the book but like when John John's John John is when it's generally than- yeah when no one even wants to like look at waves you're yeah. like holy shit this guy is fucking next level and then, or like Gabby in the like like last few years is starting to. He's starting. I think he's starting to. Um, I wouldn't say overtake, but I don't know. He's right there with John John, and also yeah, I feel like Philippe's got some growing to do. But like aerialistic wise, he's the best. Yeah, dude, him at J Bay this year was just like, what the fuck are you doing? You no, not this year. Or was last it last year. year? 
Whenever he did he two went, alley-oops on one way. Yeah, whenever he just went psycho, he's just like, bro, you don't do that here, eh? Yeah, he had the freaking dyed blonde. Yeah, that's my boy, fucking Felipe, you know? You love that dude? I love him so much, man. He's such a good dude. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, that that I remember that heat and just being like, well, yeah. this is a different thing now, right? If yeah, like, he's everyone's f- doing that on every fucking way, everywhere Fuck, you go. dude, he's psycho. Yeah. They're all younger than I am, like just a little bit, but I'm so inspired by them. It's cool, like... You've got to feel good though after Omar, the way you charge. <laughs> but like for real, because I like mean, sitting man. on the Goldie, yeah. you're not getting those waves. And then here comes this like crazy fucking swell. Yeah. And then you're pulling into like 10 second barrels. Then you're getting another fuck, you know? I so mean, like you've got to feel like it's, you it's, can yeah. hang though. It's, yeah, I can hang there with him for sure. But the funny thing is like you give anyone those waves and who's on the top 34 mm. on the world tour, they can do the, they can do the exact same thing. Um, like I've been like I've been saying about that. It's so funny what one swell would do, but it's just like I've been waiting twenty six years for those waves, mm. and I finally fucking got them. <laughs> twenty six years. Did you always dream of like living here and growing up here? Was that like you dream of that? I actually session? did. Yeah, one of my childhood friends um, texted me after. It was, I don't know how it became a thing, like an MVP of a swell. There's never been. Yeah, dude, I read that. I, like, read that. I don't know how there's ever been. I, I don't know. It, yeah, I swear that started as like a inside personal joke. Yeah. Like between our friendship and then somehow that got out into the, the world and mainstream media like picked it up and it turned into a thing. And then my one of my childhood friends who I don't see that often like text me and was like, fuck, he like wrote this massive text of what I said to him like when I was like, 11 really yeah and it just went it was along the lines of like oh you know like one day i'm gonna like grow up and i'm gonna i don't know i'm, I'm gonna be the face of calling out of surfing or something like that when i was younger and it's like crazy that was like after i got that text i was like fuck like, everything's coming to like fruition like being on tour i'm the only guy from calling uh the gold coast on tour now and then like having such a like a, a dominant run over that that swell i was like whoa this is kind of crazy to sit back and just be like shit like like stuff's clicking now like, this is crazy this is shit i was like trying to manifest when i was like an 11 year old what do you think leads to a like a good run in life as like an athlete and as a person because i've i've started thinking more and more lately that life has its own momentum and yeah. if you 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 ultimately are in control of that momentum but at times you're not as yeah. well because you can let something snowball out of control and yeah. end up fucked up and then you're in a place where like drug or alcohol addiction yeah. or something like that that's momentum momentum yeah. leads to that it's like it it's not that and then there's one choice and one choice and one yeah. choice and then all of a sudden you're in a place you don't want to be yeah but is do you think well i think that the same goes for positivity and positive momentum and when you just say like I met that was a manifestation that came true yeah it's like when does that start like can you see moments in your life that led to that and it's like Banks and Alana and Jiu Jitsu and what you know whatever it is and yeah, friends I mean, yeah I guess it all it's probably uh, just goal setting like if you're reaching your goals and whatever you choose to do I feel like it gives you that sense of forward momentum and like like you said positive do you say positive momentum yeah yeah yeah. because i think that that's real like achieving achieving your goals like they don't have to be crazy goals but just achieving achieving goals 
Are you aware of goals you're setting? Like, are you actively setting goals? Like, it's like yes and no. I've got yeah. I've got like subconscious goals. I've got big goals, but I've got subconscious goals too. Like that that swell, for instance. I'm like, fuck. I just like I would love to get the wave of this this whole swell. Yeah, right. Boom. I I ended up getting two of them, and I was like, that was man that that was incredible. That was like such a sentimental moment that uh, over those swells but um it's cool because it means more than just those six days yeah like yeah like you have yeah you have your small goal of i don't know man i've got so many like like the subconscious ones um yeah but the big goals like yeah make the tour be top five win a world title like they're my they're my big goals um but i, I like other subconscious ones is like be an awesome partner be the best dad I can be like when I'm around my family like be the best human I can be around there like just stuff like that and I feel like that's kind of a goal that I will never achieve but it's always right there yeah and it's always given me something to like kind of have that positive momentum towards and do you think you can see when it's when it's working and like when it's not and when it's not because I mean I recently have went through uh, a part where I was like fuck I can feel some bad juju starting to <laughs> you know like it's and it's not yeah. irreversible yeah but you've got to be I think that you've got to be, be aware, aware of, of like yeah. things that are slipping yeah. and, and a lot of it was stuff that was out of my control like yeah. there was death in the family there was some oh, shit, man. you know weird like even down to the studio flooding and yeah it's like but if you let those things gather their own momentum without yeah. checking it then it starts to be a problem and then you start to be deep and then it's like you get desperate to fix it and you start pushing i try yeah i try that's not there yeah i try not to let things that i can't control upset me Mm. like that's a huge thing like things that are out of my control i try not to let them upset me one bit but things i can control and if i if i can't control them that's what upsets me Um, so yeah, like this small goal, even though it's not really a goal, it's just like, I don't know, my motto for my life right now is just like trying to be a better dad, be a better person. It's like that stuff I can control. Mm. If I'm not being a, 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 a good role model, a, a good partner or stuff, that's where I get pretty upset about. But all like uh, that other stuff, yeah, like say for instance, if this was my studio, like that, that wouldn't upset me. It's just a common thing that happens. Yeah. It sucks, but it happens and it's, that wouldn't upset me i think the 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 problem is is yeah when you lose that mindset that you've got and then when you do start really letting it affect you because i've find the times where i'm like on a roll like nothing yeah nothing can stop me it's like when you literally have that attitude of like nothing can stop me yeah and i think that they're only it there is those times and that's when that negative shit builds up is when you're like it does like you said when you were sort of falling off tour or whatever it's like yeah. you stop caring about certain results and it's like you just let that that shit get to you and it's yeah. like you just go oh fuck it you yeah know? that's but basically it you you can catch it early yeah but when I was falling off tour I was so distracted by such a good thing about you know a, a line yeah, about true, to give yeah. so like it almost felt like falling off tour was pretty like blissful I was yeah. like fuck I'll finally get a break I've been doing this shit since I was 15 like Mm. fuck this is gonna be sick I finally get to like even though I was competing the whole next year on the QS which is probably even harder but it just wasn't as time consuming yeah um, I was really like looking forward to not being on tour 
Yeah. Not going through those stresses of, and also trying to raise a freaking child. Yeah. What's it? I've always wondered because I've obviously grew up in the motocross world of yeah. being a young grommy racing fucking yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And I wonder what it's like as a as a grommy surfer. Like, yeah. how did that? Was it like you and your dad rolling around in a van to events, or like how does that sort of? How did it work for you? Uh, I used to play. I used to be a. Um uh, a footballer just like my dad um, I was heavily into football uh, how did surfing actually come about I think it was just uh, I, uh, I used to hang around with these uh, just family friends a lot uh, when I was younger and, and their their dad taught them how to surf and we were kind of always at the beach so I just wanted to try it and I can remember like my first few times trying it and hated surfing it was like so scary and I was so bad at it and like all these other kids who were younger than me even though I was like freaking eight or nine they was like riding what like just whitewash straight all to the beach I couldn't even do that I was like this sucks like I can't even do it and then we were just constantly at the beach and constantly give it a go and then all of a sudden like something just clicks it was just like I finally got to my feet and I went I didn't go straight I went along a wave all the way and I just went holy shit like that's this what is this the, is this is the coolest thing in the world and then basically from that moment on it was at Kira Beach um, Little Groin rest in peace Little Groin uh, it's just got sand covered the whole groin but uh, basically from that moment on I was like I fucking hate football every other sport I just want to go to the beach 24-7 now and do exactly what I just did and that was it like it was just like hooked it's crazy that your first wave's at Kira and then now you've like, essentially you own Kira until the next wave, <laughs> until the next swell, you know what I mean? It's like- I'm kind of the mayor of Kira right you're now. You're pissed on that shit. Yeah. And none of the dogs are getting Like if anything, in. yeah. Everyone has to come to me now. <laughs> they got to pay that tax. Yeah. They got to pay that freaking Kira tax. You stamp no. their passport from <laughs> yeah, the surf that's there. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so. But that is crazy. Like when you think about it, like yeah. if you think about, imagine if you could have that footage back to back of like your first wave riding Dude, along the wave so and then that trippy. heavy barrel, and like that was day one of surfing. And like this is where I'm at now. Yeah, man, I would pay endless amounts of money for that. That would be incredible. I can feel it in my. It'd just be cool to see it on a screen, but I can already like I can already feel it. It's so weird that's fucking sick that's yeah. gotta be such a cool visual of like cause that is the literally a visual representation of how far you've come yeah I know that's so strange man that's crazy tear jerking moment right there it's hard to get a, an actual visual representation though yeah you know what I mean yeah like you in theory if someone had that footage it's like this is my journey I'm in, in two waves I'm envisioning right now what it looked like because I've seen the, the footage 100% like a million times of Kira that recent wave but I'm like trying to visualize myself on the beach or what it would have looked like and it would have just <laughs> this little weird Gumby kid just getting pushed onto a wave just like how every surfer's career generally starts. But I'm like, yeah, that would be so weird because just those two waves are just so sentimental and they're both basically at the same spot. Getting pushed into the whitewash to getting one of the best barrels ever. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's sick. And then to think about, then think about everything that surfing has given you. Yeah. 
and then think about the fact that Banks is born because of another surfer. Yeah. And then which I met through surfing. Exactly. Yeah. Like everything yeah, in no, your life yeah. in between standing that, up on that wave dude, and then you're that gonna make me fucking cry. It's sick to think about that shit though, you know? Yeah. Like that's why I fucking love doing these is cause like it gives you the time yeah. to like just explore that stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, we were like even before coming and doing the podcast, myself and Alana were like just I love it. Every time we like talk about like how we met it's so funny because we discover new things that we were like doing at that like yeah. that specific time and I oh it's so cool revisiting revisiting the good moments in the past yeah and, and especially when there's like a lot of them yeah you know what I mean yeah and you can like and you're like you said you're in control of those things yeah because I, I guess fuck that's really what you want to do is be in control of like having good times right yeah some people don't dude which is like the shitty thing yeah some people really aren't in like think about how many things you've been able to do that are cool because you like wanted to do them and made them happen yeah i was i was talking to a friend um that same he's friends with jackson o'brien actually they're in bali together and uh he just he he just quit his job yeah and he was making like sick money as a like an asphalt doing asphalt yeah and he's purple belt in jiu-jitsu and then gotcha. we did that thailand camp together and then he um that whole trip and i was like filming and like i went there because of my camera essentially yeah. and i filmed the trip and put together a video did you go him. did you go to thailand did yeah, you say the, did you go what were you doing like a jiu-jitsu course there yeah, oh yeah. you were in thailand yeah, yeah i thought you would have been doing like a muay thai course nah, fuck that shit I yeah, want to hit people. Yeah, cool. I yeah. just want to put him asleep and walk away. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Shh, shh, yeah, shh, shh. <laughs> Get to sleep bedtime, now, bro. Bedtime. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was cool because, like, yeah, we met there and then he we got to be really good friends. He's another dude I talk to all the time now. Yeah. But he was inspired by the fact that I was just there and, like, I got to go because they wanted me to film and yeah. I filmed and then me and Lachlan Giles did the podcast together. Yeah. So it was, like, a, this cool thing that came out of, let's just, like, having a camera and going and doing it yeah and then he's like that was nearly a year ago and he's like dude i'm gonna quit my job i'm just gonna train pretty much full time i'm gonna drive uber i'm just gonna train and i'm just gonna like see what comes of these opportunities that i'm gonna make for myself that is so fucking cool and the motherfucker did it yeah you know he just left for bali yesterday so he's living with Jackson for a month and that he's just training so at Bali sick. MMA. And I said to him on the phone, like, what made me think of it is the way you said, like, it's cool to talk about those kind of things. Yeah. Because I said to him, he he's like, oh, man, I really want to see you before I went, but I'm going tomorrow. And I was yeah. like, fuck, sorry, dude. Like, would have been sick to see you. Yeah. And I was like, hey, just take a minute to realize that you made this happen. You're going to Bali tomorrow. Yeah. It was almost a year ago that you said that you wanted to do this yeah. and I was like you've quit your job you've been driving Uber you've started a personal trainer course like he's got these ideas of what a little niche he could carve in jiu-jitsu for himself yeah and then he's so he's done that and then now he's going to Bali yeah and then I think he's going to Iceland to Gunnar Nelson's camp that Jeez, they do Louise. so he's going to spend this year just going to these wait camps. is he going to fight no oh, like, he's just going to train jiu-jitsu just training yeah so I think he's going to do like stand-up and stuff at Bali MMA just Sick. for like extra shit. But, um, just so he can go and spar with Gunner. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but he's um, he's just... That's so brave. But yeah, he's doing what he said. Yeah, and, and that's I was, incredibly brave. And I, But I just, I said like, hey man, like you should take a minute to realize... To realize you followed up on what you've... 
you did yeah. this and and i sort of said that whole positive momentum thing Fuck, i was like man. i was like look at these things that you've put in place and yeah. you've done and it's like he went from being a guy that wasn't in control of his happiness and yeah. he wasn't in control of his yep. schedule he went to work every day then he did night shift which fucked him up for training like fucking hell that he wasn't able to like manifest these situations yeah and now he is and and i just said like dude take a second to realize just realize that, what you've you know, done like you've done this and it, pretty incredible man that's inspiring shit yeah and it and it's the fucking average dude you don't yeah. have to i mean obviously he's worked his ass off to be as good at jujitsu as he is that, yeah that i mean come easily, yeah 100 percent. but you know to it's so much easier to not do what he did yeah and you know to follow through and i just said i just i said i really hope it feels as good as yeah. it should yeah because you made it you made it happen you know that's pretty cool what, what was his reaction yeah he just said oh thanks for making me think of it you that's know? pretty sick because it's like some so, yeah unaware like yeah like even until you brought that up i was like holy shit mm. and i think it's important to like look for those perspectives yeah 100 in situation because yeah. it can just make you appreciate something even more like yeah hopefully that kira thing means even more to you now yeah it's like that was the same fucking spot that's yeah. my entire life all the good experiences yeah and bad experiences and trials and tests have stemmed from those two fucking waves yeah. at the same beach yeah 20 something years apart it's like it's fucking cool that's fucking wild it's um i'm just thinking about that man that's fucking that's crazy what are some of the weirder things about the tour that people probably wouldn't know like yeah that's, like, that's you, pretty broad you're saying that's before, pretty vague well you're saying before about it's not all like rainbows and stuff yeah because like one of the things is people get people get shitty if you ever complain about I, something oh man i've seen it and oh. i and i and they're right i don't get to fucking whinge like i that's how i feel like i i yeah there could be worse things i could be freaking lugging concrete around from fucking you know five to six every yeah. single every single day but so, at the same time yeah <laughs> but at the same time surfing so hard like <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like but i think what helps it's, is it's, to give people context okay, of like some random shit where you're like dude that actually would suck yeah um uh gosh i guess it doesn't even have to be like negative stuff it's but not like negative just weird shit, shit. Just like, weird shit is uh traveling with two board bags is kind of nightmarish um yes. the amount of time to fucking pull my back out with uh, carrying two board bags full of like six boards each and wetsuits and all that shit. Yeah, it's not that fun. Paying a lot of money in excess uh, oversized baggage. So how does it work then? That's actually something I've always yep. wondered. So is there someone that is like, say Billabong? Yeah. Are they just like paying every bit of travel or is it going on like a credit card and then you're having to do invoices to them for like excess or like how does that whole deal work no they just basically pay me a wage and it comes out of that sometimes uh i do have a travel budget but usually that's allocated to like bringing a filmer or yeah yeah my coach so so you everything basically comes out of my own pocket except for expenses for coach or or filmer yeah right so i'm paying for myself which is pretty mellow uh it can and can't be depends how you 
how good you are at booking stuff. <laughs> You're probably not that good. Judging no, I'm fucking <laughs> good, man. I'm a wizard at booking shit. Do you have an agent or you just do it yourself? No, I just do it myself. Yeah, I did. Right. Ha- I did have an agent for so long and I was, it got to a point where I was like, I started doing it and then I got really good at it. And now, uh, yeah. Have you got any insider secrets to like what your go-to is? Uh, booking what flights and accommodation. Yeah. Think outside the, outside the box. Everyone's always like, oh, you got to fly. I had staff travel for like two years ah. and it would help me so much to like realize the ins and outs yeah, of it. yeah it helped me so much realizing that to get to one destination you don't have to go one particular way mm. and you can get to the certain destination cheaper quicker and more luxuriable if you think outside the box so like yeah that's basically my one tip Mm. I don't want to tell everyone just in case they end up in my set they, flights. They start like getting <laughs> yeah. on your flights. And they shit. start stealing my seats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because but do. it's just thinking outside the box, man. Like I said, there's more ways to get to one destination than sometimes there's not, but like 99 percent of the time there is. Mm. Are you one of those dudes that is able to, or like you try and really stay in the moment when you're at places? Because I know with me traveling, how much yeah. I did with the film stuff. Yeah. I got super jaded by everything and yeah. like I'd be in France and not giving a fuck. Yeah. And I now I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you should have like taken that extra time to like savor it. But yeah, again, like, cause we were the same with camera gear. So yeah. we'd be taking like, do you remember the drones you used to yeah, have it's to pretty like bad back because, in the day? And, cause yeah, you'd get heckled for that stuff. Oh like, bro. Fucking like going through customs and yep. shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Like every time I like it has to go through, take out their whole bag basically give them a detailed like picture on like explanation of what this is what mm. this does batteries da 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 lenses da 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 and yeah it's it's bad like I can imagine and then by the time you get there to this <laughs> location where like you you were at one point pumped yeah. to go yeah. you're kind of over it so yeah. like I don't know I've tried to get better these days at like being more in the moment yeah but like are you one of those dudes or have you found yourself getting pretty jaded by that shit yeah I'm pretty jaded by that stuff like not I mean I like I try to not let it affect my moods as yeah. much as possible um it's definitely part of the job I know that it's not bad but usually we're going to these really luxurious like freaking amazing places but it's just to compete yeah so like yeah we get a day or two to like I don't know you could say do tourist activities but generally we're like always just focused on the craft and the preparation it's yeah. just like you can't you, you can but you can't yeah depends how like how much you want to explore but yeah like we've been to the some of the sickest like I I went to Rio for like in Brazil for like it took me like three years to get to the uh, um, to the Jesus Christ statue the, the oh um, yeah yeah what do they call that thing? The Rio... Uh, Mix on it. Have you done jiu-jitsu in Brazil? No. Oh, you got to do that one day. Well, I wasn't doing jiu-jitsu when I went there. Oh, uh, okay. What's it called? The, uh, Christ... Christ Redeemer. Is it Christ? Yeah, Christ Redeemer. Yeah, okay. So, fucking sick story about that. We somehow ended up in this really cool... Th- uh, with my coach at the time, Stace Galbraith. Uh, we met this guy who you know his son's really into surfing he owned um uh he owned some f- i think he owned some form of tire that the whole f1 used oh 
and so that company that he owns sponsors the Christ Redeemer to like keep it maintained yeah, right. and like cleaned and everything so one of the benefits of that was like we got to go inside like so you get to the Christ Redeemer statue and it's like the most exotic thing in the world like your heart could melt and um, like we walked up there and I'm like wow this is crazy like it definitely lives up to the hype and he's like no we're gonna go like you, you're gonna come up into the actual statue I was like what the fuck like how does that work? I don't know. So we got this like weird like elevator thing up. I, no one gets no to do way. it. Yeah, like fucking the famous of famous have been there. No one gets to do it. And like we get to go up into this statue and like walk around and there's photo like we've got photo. I got a photo on my Instagram. We're like inside the head of Christ Redeemer doing a selfie. It's pretty funny. It's the one time I've got a selfie. Really? It's with Christ Redeemer. That's a fair <laughs> Tom Brady and, and Christ Redeemer. Yeah, <laughs> that's seriously. With. Yeah, that's it. That's so heavy. It's so bizarre, man. Don't. What's that? Pirelli, South America. I was going to say. Pirelli. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah. That's a fucking random story. Isn't that a random story? That's amazing, It's though. fucking incredible. And I would never go back there because I've. Yeah, you can't ruin the experience. Yeah, I've done. Like. I went up. You done was, everything you could do. I yeah, and like, did you what? What else can you do? There you like, can't. Yeah, conceive in the actual <laughs> statue. Like yeah, I think. which is probably some weird. <laughs> that, yeah, that. that's yeah, that's probably a sin. I don't know, but like, fuck, like, yeah, man, that was psycho. It was so funny because <laughs> <laughs> this whole helicopter's going around, and that's what like part of the tourist attraction is. Like you yeah, go and you drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drive you drive uh you, you fly like right close to the statue and our friends just so happen to be in a helicopter tour no. like yeah and they've got photos of us like giving them the finger outside <laughs> <laughs> like ruining their photo but it's like the most contradicting like thing you could do like inside the, inside jesus <laughs> so thug life yeah <laughs> It was, a, yeah, it was pretty cool but like they they were like who are these idiots inside the, like they're ruining oh, us they didn't, they didn't know, know it was, was us no no we were just like being idiots like just doing something silly and it was actually our, like all of our good friends and did you didn't know it was them either I didn't know no they, I, I, someone was like oh imagine if you gave him the finger and like, we were all just like ah like we just accidentally did it and it was the funniest thing happened it just happened to sort of be our friends and, and you could get that photo back. No, I don't know if they took photos. Oh, okay. Was, but they said they said to be? us, they're like, oh, we went to the Christ Redeemer up in the helicopter and like there was people standing inside the head and I think they were giving us fingers and we we're like, ah, oh, that was us. Like, no way, dude. Pretty funny. So, but it took you three years ago in Brazil to go to that go statue. To, yeah. And I like, we were Rio. Like it's right there. It's right there. It's yeah. just, that's what I mean. It's like you go to these crazy exotic places, but because you're always competing, you don't. Mm. It's like hard to get out of your element. Yeah, the, the big thing we just did, um, we just did that Vietnam thing that I was saying before, yeah. and it was so sick, dude. Like yeah. because you're not like my mum actually said you sort of end up in Hanoi, yeah, and we were on the like right in the city, and like yeah. it's fucking polluted, yeah, and like by this point it was 10 days of riding like eight hours a day, yeah. I was and I was starting to get sick, and I was just like. I was just fucking over it because of like 
yeah. I, I feel pollution. Yeah. And I was like, I just fucking want to get back to Australia where there's some like fresh air. Yeah. And I f- like, you know, it, it got yeah. in my head and I was like negative about yeah. it. Yeah. And then I just couldn't let go. And mum was like, can you imagine if you just come to Hanoi and yeah. just had this experience? Yeah. It's not Vietnam. It's not yeah, gotcha. the same thing. But we started in Da Nang and then we rode two and a half thousand kilometers. Yeah. And dude, we went through these little villages yeah. that straight up their kids, like 10, 11 year old kids, never seen a Westerner. That's fucking crazy. It was fucking sick. That's like, pretty psycho. I got like the little drone out and yeah. I'm like getting footage and stuff. Yeah. And there was this one little village we stopped at. It was the most beautiful, yeah. like crazy like beautiful but like crazy bizarre at the same time because yeah. it's like it's just this one road that's like snaking its way through the mountains yeah. and it's like right on the Laos Vietnam border yeah I got you. it's so far from anything yeah like any big city there's just nothing around yeah and these people because it's like communist yeah they get a bit of land on the side of the hill yeah and they cut all the trees down and then they they'll start by they just build like a, a big fucking like a hut yeah and then they'll... Oh, I thought you were going to say like a freaking, uh, like a massive structure of some sort. Well, they do. Like a tower or something. Well, well, they, they start building Hotel. these like... Yeah, there's like some random shit like that. Yeah. But just the average person, they grow rice. Yeah. And or corn like on the side of the hill. Yeah. And then they just slowly start building up these houses. Yeah, okay. So like we saw some people that were like right at the beginning phase of that. Where yeah. Like just got this random little like kind of timber structure with like uh straw yeah on the as a roof yeah but then next door there's like this fucking dope house essentially yeah gotcha. and um you'd sort of see like that full spectrum yeah and uh they just put like literally the side of the road this is where our house is going to be we're going to have kids and we're yeah. going to farm rice and so it was like a really crazy experience but to ride through everything yeah and like, I feel like I know what Vietnam is like as a country. That's now. pretty crazy, man. Like I experienced all of it. You would have had so much, like, like so many feelings mm. going through there, bro. Like straight up, we were riding one day, and uh, the f- this group that hogtied a cow. Yeah. And it's on again. All these villages are just on the side of the road. Yeah. Because like the, it, it's all in mountains. Yeah. And they're like dug into this bit of the mountain, and then they've dug into that bit of the mountain, and then generally there's like a river. And yeah. then rice fields. And gotcha. then they've got these bamboo, uh, like, watering irrigation system where, yeah. like, it um, it paddles. So you've got the river. Yeah. And then it forces the, um, the like, windmill thing sort of up. Yeah. It drops the water in and then they irrigate the fields from, like, the river. It's crazy, dude. That's crazy. It's, like, all made out of bamboo and And they shit. built it all themselves. Yep, yep. That all. is fucking and cool. Like, and the bigger, like, the higher up the valley the um rice paddies need yeah. to go they just build a bigger fucking a, b- a bigger funnel thing yeah it? like it's just like it looks like a windmill that's psycho and yeah so they that's it's just all them mm-hmm. and um yeah it was like it was weird because you know how you live and yeah. then you see how they live but yeah this one we come around this one turn dude and there was just a cow with its fucking throat cut yeah and it was just spraying blood all yeah. over the road that's and fucking next level it man. was full on that's and we're a just like, nasty picture dude we're just like whoa 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 okay. and then it was gone so yeah. like that was but it was crazy because that's just like one second of my life Ugh. that will stay with me forever yeah it's like a haunting fucking it was, memory it was like a very it painted a, a real complete picture of their life though yeah if that makes sense 
Like, did you ever get a feeling of the, like the sense of like war? Like, did you ever like the? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you ever get a feeling of that? Like, Dude, what I'll it would have sh- been like? I'll show to you a be crazy there picture. during that time. I didn't really think so much about that, but what I did think about is like. The, the craziest thing I just want to find this picture for you dude yeah. I'll never do it but this is um, yeah dude it was just so crazy I don't need to see you no 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 a there's pi- no pig cows look yeah, so cool. this is the rice paddies um, are the rice fields and they just irrigate them from like the from these like windmill sort of yeah, deals yeah that's really cool and that's just how they live but yeah. I'll try and find this photo of I forget the photo I was even and you're gonna pull out and I'm gonna show you my Christ Redeemer Oh, this is what I was looking for. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to see that photo. Oh, my phone's dead. So, this is like super close to just where we're hanging out. All those are bomb craters from the war. Fuck off. Yeah. Just Just like grenades or what? Nah, like fucking B-52 dropping bombs, man. (gasps) And there's just bombs just exploding everywhere all over the ground. And it's just like villages, just people everywhere. So, that is still 2019. There's still... And like, they're just everywhere. There's still carnage from the war. Look, that's just like... Crazy, oh my god dude. and like so the the crazy thing with that they've just built around it yeah well they use them too as like because it fills yeah, up yeah, with yeah. water and stuff like that um but the crazy thing is i'll show you the is next. that rice paddocks uh, i guess look, what is that that is probably eucalyptus so that's the other real sad thing is that um so all of that so like see how it's just like forest and then nothing yeah so that's because of the agent orange so nothing will grow there. So really? like, so this is, this will give you some context. So that is Ooh. the very next frame over. So that's me just zooming the drone around like 90 degrees. So that's like a super popular tourist destination now. They're like these huge caves. So what the Americans were trying to do was they were trying to bomb those caves so the Vietnamese couldn't um, just got hide... Twitter. Yeah, so <laughs> I just Twitter. just said low even for you. <laughs> I just saw that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who like knows someone, what that could be? Yeah, who knows? I was just like, oh god, that's funny. Yeah, uh, so god. but yeah, so the um, they there's like these caves and they're fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah. Like you you go, Did you go those, in one. Yeah, you yeah. go in the boat for like 20 minutes, man. You yeah. just keep going in the things. Yeah, and um. And what the Americans were trying to do is just close that cave off yeah. because they could hide shit in there. Yeah, wow. So it's like, here's this beautiful... wonder what they were hiding in there. Probably just infantry, bombs, yeah. fucking Everything, food, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was... crazy. It's crazy the perspective that you get of yeah. like, oh, that's what war actually does to a landscape. That's what, yeah. it, that's what they would... Like Change now, the face of like that whole the freaking whole area. Country. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to I mean that looks pretty incredible like straight Jurassic Park shit for really? days days man we were just we were riding we rode the western Ho Chi Minh Trail yeah and it was in one day we rode for eight hours it was like two and a half thousand corners yeah and it's like a mountain range kind of there's like I, I think we went straight for longer than 300 meters six times yeah so we're just on these bikes just pinned dude just fucking crew there's no one else around yeah gotcha. and the whole time you just it's blowing your mind yeah but it speaks to what else is in a country than just like where you fly in and fly out. Yeah. Like okay. it, it's hard to get a perspective of yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, so like you so. said, you know, you're flying into Rio and it's like, it takes you three hours to get to uh, three, three trips, years, yeah. three trips just to get to there. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you might've gone to like Brazil. 20 minutes away. Yeah. You might've gone to Brazil, but have you been to Brazil yeah, in, that's, yeah. in that way? So I think, that whole that trip in particular gave me like a really good perspective yeah. of 
what tri- like how you should travel to like really see shit yeah true well yeah that's what I try to do now just yeah. be a little bit more conscious of like where you are and it's like fuck there's usually a lot of history like everywhere we go yeah oh dude insane everywhere and I think that driving places yeah that's how you see shit because it's all the connected yeah. dots yeah and then you like that that was the thing with America like I've driven across America twice yeah and you really get a perspective yeah, of gotcha. like what America is and yeah. if you go from California to Atlanta yeah then you know why Trump won yeah <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> like you don't, you don't need to be watching TV you don't need oh, to like man. yeah I was in Florida those. last year man I met some interesting people what were you there for I was there for a surf contest probably the worst surf contest ever where was amazing, it amazing like, like the, the people that run the contest are amazing but uh, it was in Virginia Beach yeah okay yeah florida is a weird place bro fuck man there's some yeah heavy heavy shit heavy shit dude strange things yeah that's a yeah that was one place i'm like i'm in i'm out like how much time did you spend there i spent like four days really yeah and you got to see enough i've been there before i've been there once before like to the exact same place um i went actually by myself this time because like no one would like uh no i'm not going I was like, fuck, I needed to. I was like right in the cusp of qualifying. I needed points. I'm like, oh, I got to do it. I got to bite the bullet. Yeah. And I didn't want to, but I did. And I ended up going there losing like f- like first round. And I was oh. like, it was such a depressing trip. And then just met some interesting people. Like I was around good people, but other people that I met was so fucking out there. And it, what, like just the people that you'd meet at like gas stations or like in, you know, what sort of people were they? Oh, man. Obviously, I'm, don't put anyone on blast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting anyone on blast. <laughs> From just, Florida. No, just, yeah, like, uh, there was... Uh, man, it's hard not to put on anyone on blast because I, like, I just don't want anyone to see it, but... Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, I mean, just interesting characters. Just the general vibe. Yeah, just people... Our personalities just definitely don't match. Mm. Definitely. And our beliefs and thoughts, like, we don't... Nah, we yeah. don't match. Fuck, it's hard to be around those people too. It's and, and very like when you hard. Get forced it's, around them. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I think that's always been my drive to work for myself. Yeah, is I've always struggled to be around people that like yeah. if I don't like you, I just cannot hide it for, yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> really? Like, oh, I struggle so bad, man. And yeah. like, it's a, a negative in a lot of ways of like causes problems. Yeah. That I wish I didn't have. Yeah. But then on the other side of the coin, it's a blessing because like people who I... Some people, yeah, some people don't even have enough courage to even like do that. Well, I guess there's like two sides of... There's be like the... There is a good thing when you can bite your tongue and just get along with everyone. And, yeah. And then you sort of don't have those issues, but then you have to internalize a bunch of like really <laughs> yeah. fucked up feelings. <laughs> and suppress it. And then like 20 years later, it all just like just fucking... fucking <laughs> yeah. Straight rage. Yeah. But like, but for me, what that, how that relates to business is like, I, I had jobs when I was younger. I've pretty much been self-employed my whole life. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd have a job and I'd just be like, that guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. I can't deal with it. I Would you say it to his face? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But like, try not be like, you're a fucking idiot. But be like, hey man, like you're completely wrong. Like yeah. what you're doing is not okay sort of thing. Yeah. And then that causes problems, especially when you're young. Yeah. But it was the same at school. If I had a teacher and I'd be like, yeah, I don't like you, dude. I can't be around you. That's pretty funny. But like. That's cool. But what I see like now it's good because I've been doing it long enough like I get to pick everyone around like Mick I hang out with Mick all the time yeah. fucking love that dude yeah. I like him being yeah. around I choose for him to be yeah. around like all my friends and then I think that the one side that's good is like 
in the same way that I can't hide yeah. if I don't like someone yeah. I also can't hide that I do like someone so it's <laughs> like you get a good you get like a you know what I mean like you get a real good version have of you me. ever podcast have you ever done a podcast with someone you don't like yet no no because I, I don't you don't yeah you don't not, you know, choosing yeah. to be around yeah and, and that's like a but that's where I I feel for people where they can't do that because it's yeah. like work is the environment like yeah. how many people do you know that like hate people they work with or hate their boss yeah true and a like lot. it's unnatural to be around to be forced to be around someone for yeah. a long period of time that you just don't like yeah so that's not you. a natural feeling yeah like the way you felt with that whoever in florida yeah like can you imagine if you had to be around that dude for 20 years fuck man bro that's real to people yeah i know it's crazy yeah that's where like I understand like mental health issues like fuck yeah if you're putting yourself in like a toxic environment every day it's got to have some very bad effects on you oh man and the the thing is is like there is ways to get out of it but yeah. when it, there's like a cycle when you're yeah. stuck in a fucked well, well that's when you're talking about your friend who's just like fuck this like mm. you know he was doing what he was doing he was making good coin and then he just backed himself mm. that's incredible a lot of people don't have that confidence to do it and it takes that to break the cycle it takes that to, it takes something dramatic to break yeah. the cycle yeah and it's so scary to people that especially like imagine if you got kids and you got yeah and, all and, that sort yeah. of shit as well like and external doing, pressures yeah, yeah 100% man well I think that that's the other thing like when I look at your group of mates like yeah. you and, and Mitch and that, yeah. that crew like having a super solid group of people around you where yeah. you know they've got your best interests at heart yeah that is fucking key in life yeah a hundred million percent putting yourself around people who uh you know share similar just putting yourself around good people Mm. uh who who share similar interests or just goals of any sort man uh fuck it benefits you so much like my i feel like sometimes my friends are my more my family than my family yeah so yeah man I, that's like the vibe I get with you guys is like you are a bit like a little family yeah and it feels it looks like definitely you guys raise each other in a way yeah especially through surfing and competitive surfing and stuff yeah. like that it's funny how those clicks emerge like you yeah got Paco and, and Mick and those guys and it seems like you guys have a bit of that yeah like I don't know it's weird eh yeah it's pretty crazy yeah it's like how just everything comes together life is a box of chocolates <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been going for, Mick? Just on three. Oh, there we go. Just on three hours. Oh, shit. Well, that's us done. What's your time? Did 2 you have to be No, that's so funny. I was like, oh, I'll be at the gym at 12, Alana. Oh. Phone's been died. <laughs> Phone's been dead for like almost three hours. Uh, the podcast has him now. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm um, trapped. It goes quick, but eh? It does, man. It's, yeah who knows who knew you could have so much fun just talking for three hours yeah and you know what man fucking do it more people yeah. that listen because like that's the one thing that there is something i think that is deeply primal yeah. about it because if you think about way way back when all you had was a fire yeah and some stories of a night time that's crazy like, like honestly i didn't even until i went to show you my Chrysler, i didn't even think about my phone which is huge yeah that's fucking cool 
Yeah, and just and getting caught up in conversation. I, I'm, I like need to bring these everywhere with me. Yeah, just, just only like listen lock to into people, like lock into their conversations. That's what I was saying before. This has a way of doing that. Like, yeah, you get like fully I feel like I'm in. so in, like intrigued with what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's fuck. It's a cool experience, and that's what. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I love, and I love getting people I've never met because, especially now, like if you think about people that maybe say you've met someone in like the last two years. Yeah how would you have accumulated three hours of total conversation with somebody you met two years ago three years Fuck, ago that's such a yeah it's a hard question to answer and it's like yes no there like, probably is people you have yeah and there's probably people, people you, you haven't, haven't. yeah, yeah. so true. that is one thing like whenever anyone asks yeah. about the podcast or what it's like i'm like dude you should do that because the friendships you can make yeah with a three-hour conversation yeah is crazy when you really want to listen to someone yeah. or someone wants to listen to you it's a it's a it's a cool deal and i think that's why it goes so quick there yeah. is there's something weird that makes people yeah. actually crave that when they're doing it sort of thing yeah gotcha. even if you don't know so well i had a good time anyway appreciate it is there anything uh you want to say shout some people out point oh, people know. to no man i feel like we covered some bases right there mm. so follow you on instagram at jack freestone that's it um yeah even though he won't look at it now because he's a fucking book nerd that's it yeah <laughs> i'm a bookworm from now on um, yeah. instagram what's that yeah it's the word <laughs> uh so you will be surfing at snapper rocks yeah maybe maybe i don't maybe know it could be, be the, yeah it could be burley could be d-bar fuck i hope it's burley that's easy for me yeah it's right down the road that's fucking yeah yeah i i've heard rumors and whispers that it might be yeah right fucking omar it's good for you. Yeah, great for me. Sucks for me. Well, as MVP of Omar, hopefully I can be MVP of the Quickie Pro. Yes, that and would then, be sick. And then MVP of the world. I would really enjoy that. That would be funny. I hope that comes through. Thank you. It can happen. It can happen. Wilder shit's happened. Yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks for coming. And, thanks, uh, legends. That, that seat will be open for you whenever you want it. Um, and I, yeah, appreciate your time because I know three hours is hard as a dad. <laughs> yeah, right? no. We just jacked your time. I'm just going to get back and charge my phone and get a lot of abusive texts uh, from Mama Bear. Well, you can blame me. Yeah, that's all good. All right, cheers, dude. Thank you. Awesome, bro. Oh. I didn't think that was three hours. Fuck, that was a good yarn. That was a good chin wag. Yeah. I feel like I've just like been on a plane or something.